Hi everyone, this is Raven and Campbell from Musicals, and we'd Hello. like to talk to you today about a nonprofit music education group that we are partnering with. Yep, we'd like to talk to you about Education Through Music. They partner with under-resourced schools to provide music as a core subject for all children. And they utilize music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence. Exactly. So they work with 52 different partner schools throughout New York City, um, and they work with them to institute sustainable music education programs by hiring qualified teachers, matching them with the school, and really equipping the teachers with the tools to succeed and be able to provide quality music education to all of the students attending that institution. So we think, you know, from this podcast, we think it's incredibly important to provide music education to all children, um, that everyone should have access to it to help, you know, really instill those lifelong passions that have been so influential for Campbell and I. So we believe that supporting this organization is the way you can support our podcast. Yep. And you can do so by going to give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. Again, that's give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. And yeah, you can really uh, help these kids if that's what you're into. Support the youths. Shut up. That's, don't, don't, don't patronize me. Okay. Uh, I don't need you Enjoy that episode. I'm done with this. <laughs> Okay, uh, cheers. Cheers. Oh, I like this. Oh, this is dope. This is good, Campbell. This is so fucking refreshing. So, Campbell. Raven. What have you been listening to this week? Um, what have I been listening to this week? That's a good question. What have I been listening to? I guess I can go first, because mine is just the Hamilton soundtrack. Once again, again, okay. I have listened to it. I think this week alone, I've listened to the entire thing at least three or four times over. That's significant. I have a problem. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, it's good, but that's a lot. Yeah. I need, I need to start expanding out again. Listen to some other stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, um, what was I listening to? Oh yeah. I was listening to a lot of bare naked ladies this week. Ooh, nice. Like, one week came on the radio in the car, and I was like, I mean, that's a good song, but, yeah. like, definitely not their best song. Um, so, yeah, I was listening to them, because I had to, like, drive around a lot this week um, to, like, get, like, water samples, like, for work and, like, research and stuff. Um, so I was thoroughly enjoying, like, radio music. Nice. But then I was like, oh, I, like, so I, like, pulled over, connected my phone, and then just played, like, uh, Bare Naked Ladies playlist. I found. Solid. Okay. Okay. Campbell, would you like Raven. to tell You really me? are feeling yourself today. I really am. I'm just in such a good mood. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Would you like to tell our listeners what we watched? For, well, I mean, they know what we watched, but what you selected. And tell us a little bit about it. Um, no. Oh, God. Why are you like this? We have a routine. Table. I would like this. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Hairspray, um, you know, based off of like, so originally um, it was a John Waters 1988 film that then was made into a Broadway musical. Yep. Um, and when was that? 2002? Yes. Um, and then this is the film adaptation of the Broadway musical. Yeah. And it's very good and i think okay. it is iconic and i will talk about why throughout the course so of this episode yeah but it's basically about um 
kind of 1962 Baltimore, Maryland um, story of a young girl and the current, like, society that she lives in. um, Very um, racially charged. Yep. This is past the Civil Rights Act of 1960, um, but still. There's obviously a lot. Still suck. Yeah, yeah this is, there's still uh, several, several issues um, throughout America, throughout the East Coast. Um, you know, even with the passing of the Civil Rights Act, there were still a lot of practices in place and a lot of ideologies in place um, that were affecting, you know, everyday life of minority individuals. And that's something that is a very big theme throughout the movie. And I think it's something that they handle fairly well where you do see the contention, even among like... Um, some of the white characters in the film, you do see the contention between those who don't accept like integration and things like that. And those who are just like, dude, come on. Like it's 1962. Let's, let's integrate things. Like it's fine. You know? Yeah. So it's about this um, young high school student, Tracy um, kind of navigating through that um, with her aspirations of being a dancer on TV. Um, And although she never really says it, I mean, she is not seen as the typical teenage dancer that they would have on TV. No, because she is a little larger. Um, and, and I think this is something that is really great about this movie is that it does sort of portray it to some extent, the way like there are multiple types of minorities in the world and in our country, and there are multiple groups of people that are marginalized. And it's not just, it's not always just about like race or something or even background or creed. Like sometimes it is just about the way you look, you know? Um, well, race is the way you look, but you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah. And so, um, yeah. So Hairspray um, was originally a 1988 film um, written, directed by John Waters. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know John Waters, look him up. Um, wild, wild person. This is also um, like the, uh, tamest movie he's pretty much ever made oh yes this is um yes tamest i think is a really good word for it raven um he has a lot of like you know like cult films um that are just um wild one of them uh was rated x by the mpaa so uh take that take that however you will yeah okay and then um so yeah so let's get into it so we open up we open up oh yeah we should talk about what we're drinking oh yeah i forgot that you did that yeah campbell tell us what we're drinking for this film so i tried to find i was debating what kind of like cocktail recipe to like find um i thought maybe something related to like baltimore maybe like you know a play on like kind of like a spicy margarita like something with like old bay that's a spicy meatball enough of that and then i decided to go like the opposite direction um so this is a drink of my own creation that i have named the beehive buzz so like beehive like the hairdo and so it's very like honey floral inspired so it's gin uh honey uh simple syrup lemon juice elderflower liqueur and like soda water yeah and it is so good it's so good this drink is delicious like the perfect balance of floral and fruity and like light and springy and just refreshing you know and like you don't really taste the gin oh like, like not at gin all drinks but there's like a good amount of gin in it. <laughs> two ounces of gin yeah <laughs> okay let's 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 get into yes. it yes 
So we open up with an establishing bird's eye shot. Mm, shot, we use term loosely, um, of 1960s Baltimore. And I say we use the term shot loosely because I can't tell if this is bad CGI or like an impressionist painting of Baltimore. But either way, <laughs> it doesn't look real. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see... A newspaper thrown in the street kind of establishes like, yes, this is 1962 in Baltimore. Um, and the camera kind of goes around the city showing a bunch of different people and um, just showing the life of Baltimore. And we hear the opening music to Good Morning Baltimore. Kind of with like the sounds of the city. While yeah, like building are, in. Um, yeah, building in and like kind of like scoping in very like Google Earth style. Yeah. Um, into um, the home of our protagonist. Yes, who is Tracy Turnblatt. And we Play. hear her. Oh, oh yes. Go, yes. Let's, let's talk about her. Because this is Nikki Blonsky's, like, first role. Oh, really? She yeah. does so well. You Yeah, this, okay. So, she, um, ever since she, like, she saw Hairspray on Broadway when she was, like, 15 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this is all I want to do. I want to be Tracy. I have to be oh, Tracy. Oh, wow. I think she, like, auditioned for it. And they're like, you're, you're, you're too young for this. So then, um, so that was for Broadway. And then, like, she got the call that she has been cast for the 2007 film, this film, mm-hmm. um, in the middle of a shift working at Cold Stone. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this this was, like, her first thing. That's like, of course, she's, she was in, like, theater and musical productions in, like, high school. Yeah. But this, this is her first, was, like, big break. Th- this, yeah, this is her breakout role. That's um, awesome for her. Oh, my gosh. Could you tell? She didn't not at do all. She said any she other looked, film or TV. She did so well. Like she, like to me, I'm aware that there are other versions and performances of Hairspray, and I've seen a couple other ones as well. But to me, she will always be Tracy Turnblad in my mind. Which is fun because in one of the post, uh, in one of the end credits songs, they have three versions of Tracy from the 1988 film, mm-hmm. the 2002 Broadway show, and and this one singing a song together. Yeah, which is really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, this is Tracy. Yeah. Um, we see she lives above the Hardy Har Har Hut, um, <laughs> uh, Baltimore joke shop yeah. run by her dad. Um, she wakes up and she's just, you know, saying good morning to the city she loves so much um, for all of its quirks and deficiencies. Um, and this song, to this is, I love this song so much. It, like, really puts me in a good mood. But it also understands how shitty, you know, some cities are. Oh, yeah. Like the, like the bad parts of cities. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. the rats, the crazy people. One thing that, um, so I, I really, I love this song. Yeah. I think All the it's... rats are singing to her. Everyone, like the drunks <laughs> at the bar, wish me good luck on my day. And they just look at her and they, <laughs> they kind of wave. And this song is so much. She was like, I am the protagonist of my story. Everything's <laughs> about me and I love it. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you, Tracy. I also I also love how there's also, a universally jam. acknowledged flasher that just walks around the street. Do you know who the flasher is played by? No. John Waters. <laughs> Actually, that makes sense. <laughs> That's John Waters. Yeah. Because his face looks a little familiar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, wow. But yeah, oh, no, yeah, I... Was so, I uh, absolutely aspire to this level of self-confidence where just like every like you are you know who you are you know what you're about and just like everything is about you and that's fine 
and singing so positively about like the rats dancing at your feet and she was like yeah let's go baltimore rats we're into it (laughs) let's get it i'm here i'm with it Um, she like misses the bus because she's too busy like you know busting a move um so then she flags down some other like utility city truck or whatever um i couldn't tell if it was like a garbage truck or something else i think it was like i think it was a garbage truck yeah which made it funnier she was sitting on top of it It was like (laughs) good morning baltimore on her baltimore throne a garbage truck (laughs) i also but she loves it she loves she's here for it's her city i dead ass thought that the guy was gonna run her over at first like (laughs) yeah so this song's so funny um and also i just love how it's so infectious yeah her positivity in it it's it's like the perfect way to establish a character. Like within the first in the in this first like two minute scene, you immediately understand the type of person that Tracy is. Yeah. Yeah. She just wants to dance. Much like uh her mother. True. This character, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um Oh my gosh, I love I love that so much. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like so I basically I was like, she is clearly the protagonist um in everyone's story in this. Yeah. So Okay, so um, she gets to school, um, and yeah, she gets um, called out by the guy behind her because he can't see the board. Yeah, so she gets detention for inappropriate hair height. And I'm just like, what is that? Is that an infraction that you can have at a school? Because <laughs> uh, I would have gotten detention so many times. Uh, yeah, so we see that she um, goes to detention, kind of uh, meets up with all the cool black kids um, who seem to... I can't tell if that's... I didn't think... She, no, she didn't go to detention right away. Not here. You are correct, yes. Yeah, so here... Um, I don't know. I didn't think she went to... Yeah, I don't think she went to detention that day. Maybe she got, like, a warning or something. But yes, yes, see, she like, she said... She, yeah, because her teacher said, um, if you don't do whatever, I'll have to write you up for an appropriate error. She didn't actually get detention yet. Yes, you are correct. So, okay, so school gets this, out. I was going to say during school, oh, okay. something that the beats and like, you can definitely tell like the beats like in her soul. She's always like tapping along to like the clock, mm-hmm. the other things going on in different classes. And like the beat that they have there is so infectious. Yeah. I was just like vibing to it the whole time. I was like, yeah, I can't wait for I mean, after school music, either, Tracy. The music in this, in bum, this film bum, is bum. so catchy. Like it, you're always wanting to move to it. And like, it's everything yeah. about this movie is a bop. Everything about this movie is a bop, except for one song, which is a tearjerker. I think we're thinking of the same song, and yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so um, after school, she, like, uh, finds she finds her best friend. Um, Penny, Penny, played by... Oh, Amanda Bynes herself. Uh, oh, Amanda Bynes. Known from um, What Amanda I Like show. About You, The Amanda Show, anything with uh, Frankie Muniz. <laughs> I was going to say Big Fat Liar. <laughs> yeah. um, Easy A. Oh, yeah. She is so good in... Oh, my gosh, yes. Um higher power um uh she's the man oh yeah viola yeah yeah uh man i all that um since all that i just loved amanda Bynes so much i loved her in what i like about you like the tv show that's me that was one of my favorite shows growing up uh what i like about you and i still sometimes play the song in my head and i think about that show and i need to find it so i can watch it again but anyway on the internet um yeah so penny um (laughs) so yeah so she she grabs her and they're sprinting home to watch this show and Mm -hmm. i I love like as they're just as they're approaching home so you see they pass through through, uh pass by this one shop there's a bunch of tvs playing it um and we see that you know it's getting ready to start up so they're rushing um and as they're coming into her house she says penny hurry 
And Penny responds, my mom says I'm not allowed to perspire, which is Penny which in her mom's relationship. We Yeah, that that's just a fun preview we get of oh Mrs. Gosh. Pingleton. Like, I literally um, paused and she's like, what did she just say? <laughs> yeah. So they're super excited because they want to get home because they have to see the Corny Collins show, mm-hmm. which is um, based on Baltimore show, the Buddy Dean show. Um, that was kind of like in response to uh, American Bandstand that we talked about in like the Grease episode in Philadelphia. Yes. Um, so yeah, this uh, the Buddy Dean show aired from 1957 to 1964 in Baltimore, but was canceled because it was quote unquote unable to integrate white and black dancers. So interesting, didn't yeah. know that. Um, yeah, so definitely makes a lot of sense that they would kind of base this off of that. Um, also, John Waters is from Baltimore, so. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so we, we see that they're singing this, like, Corny Collins sort of intro song. The, the, yeah, The Nicest, the kids, nicest in town. kids in Town. Um, and who is Corny Collins, Raven? Corny Collins is none other than James Marsden himself. Known most notably for uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yes, also Enchanted. And chanted. Um, also, I know, like, we haven't, like, in a, a couple of episodes or something, I think we're moving on to from the 30 Rock references, but you, we have to recognize he was Liz Lemon's mm-hmm. final love interest, Paramore, Chris Cross. Like, who names the child that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, this James song, Marsden, Courtney Collins. This song is wild, but I have many questions because, okay, so, like, during the song, they established that basically all of these kids don't care about school at all. Like, they don't... Oh, do so. yeah. They, they literally say... I wrote it out. So they say, so every afternoon, drop everything. Who needs to read and write when you can dance and sing? Forget about your algebra and calculus, which, like, you should not be taking algebra and calculus at the same time. But anyway, um, you can always do your homework on the morning. Well, forget about them cumulatively. <laughs> You can always do your homework on the morning bus. Can't tell a verb from a noun, but they're the nicest kids in town. And I was just like, so they dumb as fuck. Okay, cool. Also, I mean, I love anything with a good roll, roll call, you know? Agreed. Um, tag yourself. Which one are you? <laughs> I think I'm Doreen and Noreen. Okay. I was going to say I was, um, I was going to say I'm sketch. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I could see that. Um... Yeah, this this song because like I was thinking, about it, I was like, they have to skip school a lot because if you think about it, they go. It's established that at least some of the kids on this show go to the same school as Tracy and Penny. So Tracy and Penny literally had to sprint home from school to even be able to watch the show. How did all these kids get there in time to be able to get dressed and like all this stuff and get ready? It's probably because they just skipped last period. If not the last, they're, they're more important. Yeah, but this is like, it's not. But that's yeah. what the song and then, says. And the roll call, the first and last person are um, the more um, notable or influential people in the movie. So we start with mm-hmm. Amber. Yes. Um, played by Brittany Snow. Who is here you because know. of nepotism. Also, Brittany Snow is amazing and I love her. I was, I was like, Brittany Snow is here because of nepotism? No, Amber. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, what? Um, yeah, Brittany Snow, if you don't know her, she plays Chloe in Pitch Perfect. Um, she, she's been on... a bunch of episodes of crazy ex-girlfriend she plays the main girl in john tucker must die i forget her name yeah yeah um she is great and then link the teenage heartthrob that <laughs> tracy is pining after is played by troy bolton <laughs> 
And his character is very much similar to Troy. Like, he's very much, he's very egotistical, very much into his looks. I think he's very much more charismatic in this. Agreed, but that's because and Troy Bolton is just one. the worst child. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he gets to use yeah. his actual, like, baritone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. It is very good. I think he's a great singer. Um, and then everyone on the show, like, during this whole, like, roll call and, like, dancing scene and stuff, everyone on the show is just, like, bitches to Amber, which you find out later is very much deserved. Yes. Um, but, like, also some points, like, other, like, it's not just the other kids that are, like, I think Chris Marsden at one point, like, hits her in the face. I was like, sorry, she is a child. Did like, you call I him Chris Marsden? Like I did. <laughs> Wild. Corny Chris Collins. Cross Marsden. <laughs> um... Oh, man. I'm already, like, kind of into this drink, so. Same. Um, he also, he does actually smack her in the face at some point. And I, and I was like, yeah, but I was like, she is a child. Oh, yeah. But, okay, but when he smacked her in the face, at least the way it was shown was, like, it wasn't intentional. Like, she was standing behind him and he was, like, no, doing no, it a thing. it was totally intentional. But it didn't, it didn't necessarily Yeah, so because he got away with it, that's what makes it better, Raven? Yes. Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> that he got away with hitting a child? It's okay? <laughs> It's fine in this case. When we get to that scene and like <laughs> delve into that and uh, what's wrong with you, but um, this is um, also the first time we see um, Edna Turnblad. Ah, uh, uh, play honestly, by best role, best none role other than John Travolta. than Danny Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> that by um, Adele Nazim. Um, <laughs> I, okay, so some things about Edna's character. This role is always done in drag. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So in the nineteen eighty eight film, it was uh, Divine, uh, okay, very longtime friend and notable muse to John Waters. Um, I'm trying to think who who was the original cast for Broadway. Um, yeah, Harvey Fierstein, um, and then John Travolta for this role. And honestly, I think it's John Travolta's best role. It is his best role. I agree. I think just like. Watching him, or just hearing him, like try to speak in a woman's voice and then singing oh, and stuff crazy. like that, it's just and like it's what is so that, iconic. Like that Maryland accent <laughs> is so good and it's like so I don't know, perfect. I mean, most of our listeners are like from Virginia, so like you know what that like Maryland accent is. Like, it's a very you, distinct it's accent. The, it's the O sounds. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a um, very distinct accent, especially on the East yeah. Coast. But, and he just so, nails like, it. Nails it so good. So yeah, that's that's good old Mrs. Turnbull. Yeah. Um, and then we also see uh, Tracy's dad played Wilbur, played by Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. This is this cast is amazing. I love it. This cast is amazing. Um, also, see- and it's also funny um, in the original film, nineteen eighty eight film. Guess who played Wilbur? They are in this movie. Is it an older? Someone who's old in the movie? Oh, is it they the... would have to be. Is it the producer guy? It is not. It's Mr. Pinky. Oh, I forgot he was in the movie for yeah, a second. by Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller was in the 1988 film as Wilbur, and also in this one as Mr. Pinky. I did as, uh, forgot, uh, about him. For, like, as a, as a character. Is such an iconic actor. Rest in peace. Yes. Um... If you don't know, I mean, we haven't even gone to a scene. I just want to what? talk about him already because I just love uh, him. What show am I thinking of? We'll talk about it later. King of Queens. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he plays Arthur Spooner. Yeah. And then, like, he's in all of his son's movies. Oh. Um, yeah. Like, he, um, what did he play um, in Zoolander? 
he's the father to um ben still yeah yeah um he's also like frank's uh like frank costanza george's dad in seinfeld mm-hmm. um he is just so good yeah and we will repeat all this when we get to his when he scene. comes up. Yeah. But, like, he did, like, he he did, was the original person who played Wilbur. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, it's so funny. In my notes, I was about to say something about James Marsden. I wrote down Chris Marsden in my notes, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, James Marsden is so good in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Singing yeah. and dancing. Like, he, like. He's so talented. TV personality retro 1960s kind of vibe is he just fits so well yeah and like watching like his voice his smile it's just like it's that's just what it is yeah and like watching this scene um i'm like out of breath for the characters because they're doing all these you know quick paced jumping around like 60s dances while also singing especially james marson's character what? singing fully but yeah, so then we cut over to the Corny Collins show, the kind of backstage Ugh. when they're on like a commercial Ugh. break or something like that. Ugh. And we see Mrs. I call her Mama Von Tussle. <laughs> Mrs. Baltimore Crabs herself. Herself, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Who With which this is this is our okay, we've already done a John Travolta musical. We've already done a Zach Efron one. Mm-hmm. We've also already done a Michelle Pfeiffer one. We have, but I can't remember which one it was. She's Zipporah in Prince of Egypt. That's that's what I was thinking of. Yes, okay. I love her singing voice so much. She is such a racist she, bitch in this. Oh and, my gosh! But her voice and like, is you, so like, beautiful. I'm always uneasy for people that can play racist so well. You know, same. But I also think like it's just like playing a villain. Like it's yeah. Because like because I think of I think of like in Django, uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Oh, yeah. How like he stopped yeah. filming multiple times. He was so uncomfortable playing that character, but he played it amazingly. You know. I love Michelle Pfeiffer so much in this. She's it's, iconic in this movie. I like, it's it's like, I know, we talked about with the other musicals before, there's like these like huge actors in these musicals, and then sometimes it can either be, there's like, oh, it's this person singing the songs from this musical, mm-hmm. but no, she is Ms. Baltimore Crabs. Yes. Um, I, oh my gosh. She's yeah, very so, clear. So Her good. intentions with the show is to keep it all white. Yep. Keep it pure. Um, instilling her, you know, racist and bigoted beliefs into these children. That is mm-hmm. what we want. She's yes. also not only not only racist and bigoted, but also like repressed. <laughs> like all of their dances and their just the way like mm-hmm. they behave, like the Which things is they do. Hilarious because she is not. No, not at all. Um, um, also, she yeah. okay. So she goes around and it's basically like um, some of the kids have like padding in certain areas like one of the girls has padded her bra one of the guys has stuffed his pants and she's like going around just like ripping out the padding and then she gets over to the guy and he's just like i can take it out myself and i'm just like why are you molesting these which children may, which <laughs> like, makes, makes me think this wasn't like the this first was not time. the first time and one of the first times she had in fact reached into his pants and grabbed it out and i'm just like um madam van madam von tussle why are you why are you molesting these children um yeah. and yeah. We, we also get um we hear about um that the corny collins show once the month once a month um is her least favorite time of the month yes and it is what they have coined libro day yes which makes me very uncomfortable to hear and say (laughs) yeah that's just a fun word that i never want to say again yeah okay so that's the day (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, and that is that is like basically the one day a month that um, Black individuals are actually able to come and also show their talents and like dance and sing and perform for their community, uh, which she very much wants to get rid of and does not like. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so then we see all of that. We very much establish that James Marsden's character is awesome. He loves everyone. Well, he doesn't love everyone, but like he wants to integrate the show, stuff like that. He's really cool. He does not like Michelle Pfeiffer's character. He does not like Brittany Snow's character. I don't know why I'm saying the actors' names. I just thought of them before the characters' names. Mm -hmm. um, and we established that uh, Madame Von Tussel is, as you said so perfectly, Campbell, a racist bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> now we cut back kind of to Penny and Tracy watching the show. And we mm -hmm. see that as they're ending, Corny is saying, oh, yeah, you know, Brenda is taking a leave of absence. For um, how long, Raven? How long will you be gone, Brenda? Just nine months. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes, Brenda. And then, and then he follows up and he says, so it looks like we'll have an opening for a girl just as fun-loving, but maybe not quite as freewheeling. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. Um, and then, yeah, he, and he even says, want to audition? Cut school tomorrow. Just like, Okay, guys. It's just so blatant. <laughs> just so blatant. Like, and so Tracy is like, I have to. And then Edna's like, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, like, because, schooling matters. Um, yeah, and one day, you're not going to be a dancer. You're going to take over my dry cleaning business. Yes. And she's like, but I don't want to be a laundress. And I love how... So Tracy's dream is to, like, be on TV, be famous, be a dancer, do what she loves. And I love how her mom's dream is uh, she had a dream once that she owned a coin-operated laundromat. And she was like, and I, I came back down from that cloud real quick. And I was like, Edna, no. <laughs> Edna, no. <laughs> dream bigger for yourself, honey. We love you. <laughs> yeah, okay. So then we see... Um uh prudy hilarious name pingleton comes in to collect her pleated uh laundry um so penny hides um, uh played by uh allison janey yes who i love who is... primarily from the west wing which is my mine and my dad's like favorite show ever to watch together it. it's so so good especially if yeah, you're like she... interested in, like political fiction and stuff like that um you should watch beep um Ooh. yeah she's also in juno um i think that the currently running show mom mm -hmm. um with, with uh, Anna, Anna Ferris, who we also uh, love. I love her so much. Um, but she also plays uh, Charlene Doofenshmirtz and Phineas and Ferb. So. I didn't know that. <laughs> but now that you hear the voice. Yes, I can totally understand yeah, that. Yeah. That, that's... And um, so she is definitely a, a proud Christian woman <laughs> um, who uh, really holds herself and her daughter in high esteem, doesn't know why. Tracy is allowed to watch um, that devil's music <laughs> in TV um, because her daughter Penny is is like what was she doing? She's at like a stamp. I, I don't even collection know. something club. with stamps. Yeah, yeah. Something bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then finds out she finds out Penny's actually there. Gets in a world of trouble. Yes, um, and drags her, like literally drags her out of the house, and it's just like absolutely not. You are not allowed to be friends with this girl. Um, yeah, and so then um, her dad comes home, Christopher Walken, um, and she's. We've been doing a lot of this out of order. <laughs> Have we? Yeah, because we talked about uh, Edna beforehand, and then we've already talked about um, how Velma sucks, um, and like the sock in the pants that comes after this scene. 
Because well, because because the movie itself cuts back and forth between yeah yeah, and so like it cuts back again to like the sock in the pants. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so then her dad comes back, um, and they're talking about her auditioning, and she's like, "I want to do it. I want to do it." And oh yeah, because and I was like, "Talk to your daughter. Talk her out of this." And he's just like, "Oh yeah, I'll go talk to her." And then immediately, it's just like, "You gotta do it." <laughs> Dream big. Yeah. Which I, I If there's love. anything in this house we do well, it's big. I love that so much. Cause, like, and then, like, Edna's in the door and doesn't fathers. say anything. Yeah. And he was like, and then I got everything I ever dreamed for. And Edna's so touched. And he was like... <laughs> the uh, joke hut. The Taj, the Taj Mahal of joke stores. <laughs> and, like, walks out. Uh, but I do love their relationship. And I'll talk about that a little more later. Um mm-hmm. So then, yeah, so then we get to the day of the auditions, um, and we see that Penny, Tracy has convinced Penny to skip school with her, um, to come over to the auditions, and so we cut there, we cut to them, it's the cast of the Corny Collins show, um, all rehearsing, which, again, this scene makes me think that these kids are just, like, never in school, because this is just the middle of the school day, and, like, Tracy and the other auditioners are there, to audition but also the entire cast is already here they presumably are in the middle of a rehearsal as if they've been here for a while anyway so then um we see them doing all these different dance moves and stuff like that um and we get into the legend of miss baltimore craps sung by i thought we get to it takes two first i don't have that song it's written the, down anywhere so it's sure. a song that they're like watching the tv um and it's the song that um Link sings, um, and it's oh, very much. Uh, yeah, I, d- like, I don't know why no I didn't really count that. Yeah, yeah, and then we get, um, yeah, because then at that point, um, we see Queen Latifah, um, uh, Motormouth Mabel, um, and then we hear Brenda will be gone for nine months. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then they cut school to the auditorium. It's like a little, like, little, like side thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's called It Takes Two. Yeah. Song by Link. Which is, I, and I think this is one of the times where, like, we really do get to hear Zac Efron's actual voice. And he, he does sound really good. Like, he is a really good singer. Um, yeah. Something I did like about her arguing with uh, her mom. And her mom was like, and I don't understand, like, what you're doing with your hair. Um, and her mom, and she was like, um, our first lady, Jackie Kennedy, has hair like mine. Oh, yeah. And then her mom was just like, I don't believe that. And then she just, she's just like, what do you mean you don't believe? What? <laughs> she's and like, she's like how was what like, it looked like? Then she's like, I just believe it's just naturally stiff. Yeah, and like, but that the the conversation is like, you tell like some adult something, especially when you're a kid. Yeah. It was like, oh, I don't believe any of that. It was like, what, what like, do you mean? What? What? <laughs> it's fact. I don't. <laughs> why? Why? Why is this? I, this is not the part I thought we'd be arguing about. Why? Why is this a hotly contested topic in your mind? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no, that's not true. You don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, what? This is this is this doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Why? Why? What? Yeah, it's it's like that. why would that be the thing that I'm lying about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then so we get into yeah, as you said, the legend of in parentheses. Yes, Miss Baltimore, Baltimore Crabs, which starts off as like she's giving um, the nicest kids in town like a dance lesson, mm-hmm. making their sure they're up to stuff. Yeah, and during this time, she's kind of talking about um, how she won the Miss Baltimore Crabs pageant. And like basically and telling him like you will never be good enough. <laughs> okay, so that is a little unclear because she says so originally she says they patted their cups, but I screwed the judges, clearly implying 
She slept with the judges to win. But then later, like right after that, she says, I hit the stage batons ablaze while belting Aida and preparing souffles. But that triple somersault is how I clinched Miss Baltimore Crabs. And I was like, so if you're... I thought the triple somersault was also talking about sex. Oh, is that the name of like a sex move? I don't know. But like also at the end when she was saying... No, um, she does. She does say... She does make another reference to like having slept with the judges. But I'm just like... But I feel like if you were sleeping with the judges to win, you could have just like sung a song. You didn't have to do all of that. She... Yeah. Like because she's also like, you know, a good singer. Yeah. She can dance. I'm like... But at the same time, it's... uh, Her character's not about like you know the talent that wins the day she's all about control of the situation and, that's and the true in her life. that's i don't I know what the word i just said but i meant that's fair i thought i heard fair i think i said that's chair that's chair <laughs> that's bed <laughs> that door that's couch <laughs> well don't be ridiculous <laughs> Campbell. <laughs> um, um yeah and so then we see like during yeah, the song is very mother knows best yes um, and during the song, she turns around and sees the girls that are waiting to audition. And she's basically just like, this town's so gone to mean. shit. If that's, <laughs> yeah, if, if these are the people that are turning up to audition for this. Um, and yeah, she's so mean to them, like making fun of their, their clothes, their hair, like all kinds of stuff. And then of course she singles in on Tracy, um, who is the largest girl of the group. Um, and just starts basically tearing her apart. Um, Along with everyone else. Oh Yeah. Uh, and even even uh, Zac Efron's character Link, even Link is just like uh, you don't have to be cruel. Like you can just say, yeah. "Hey, you didn't make it." You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they like ask her questions, stuff, and Tracy's like, "Oh, integration. I'm all for integration." Yeah. And she's like, "It's That's the, the future." Yeah. She's yeah. like, "It's the future. Black people are cool. What? Why would that be a problem?" Yeah. And then this is and where we really what? solidify that um, Madame Von Tussel is indeed v racist um (laughs) she's just like uh that she's like you already weren't gonna make it but that answer just like solidified it basically um yeah and so then then her and penny leave um and penny's just like i think they secretly liked you and she's like oh honey (laughs) um yeah she sneaks back into school automatically gets detention yeah oh yes Um, so then this is when she like goes to detention yes yes and she meets uh, Seaweed J. Stubbs. Why is this name Seaweed? <laughs> I've never understood that. Um, but yeah, and so then um, she sees him, like, they're all, like, listening to music and hanging out, having fun, just, you know, being kids and stuff. Um, and she sees him dancing, and she's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I've never seen those moves before. And so then they're, like, dancing together, and he's, like, teaching he's her all so these moves. He's so talented. He's... Elijah Kelly is so talented. Oh, my God. Um, have you, like, he's also, like, in that TV show Star with Queen Latifah. Yeah, yeah, and um, his voice is uh, fantastic. And he's such a good dancer. Yes. Um, and when they, remember when they did, like, in, I think it was, like, 2015, they did, like, the live, you know how they do, like, live TV musicals? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he did it for The Wiz, and he was the Scarecrow, I think? Okay, I, I haven't seen it, so I can't corroborate, but. Um, he, well, in conclusion, he is great. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, so then. They're all singing together and hanging out. Um, and she was like, uh, at first she like starts dancing. It's like, let me join. And everyone's like, you can't do that. And and, and Seaweed was like, I think she can. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm, I'm 
here for it. Let's 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 do let's see let's see this. Let's see how this plays out. Yeah, <laughs> this um, little white girl. And then and then she just like she's goes just like, in on it. Oh man, she yeah. This is everything she she's about. Kills it, and she's just like hanging out, having fun with them. Um, and then we see Link and one of the boys uh, from the show are like walking by and like hear the music and everything, and kind of looking through the window. Um, and then Link like ends up coming in and it's just like, oh, you know, if there's a, we're throwing a hop or something later, if a sock hop, a sock hop. Yeah. If Corny sees you dancing like that, then like you're, sh- you're sure to get on the show. What does she say when she's like really getting like doing the dirty in the dancing and she's like spaking herself? Oh, she says, uh, I'm a bad, bad girl and I deserve to be punished. <laughs> yeah. And that's where Link comes in. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then my, one of my favorite line, my favorite comical line in the movie, because I have a favorite serious line, my favorite comical line in the movie is when uh, he's like passing by her and they bump into each other. And then he says, sorry, little darling. I hope it didn't dent your due. <laughs> it's just every time my I see this movie. My favorite comical line is the entirety of the next song based off that one interaction. <laughs> That's fair. That's also my favorite song in the film. Um. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he bumps into her and then... From that one bump, she starts, you know, picturing their lives together. Cheers. Cheers. Track number two. Okay, so after that one fateful encounter, <laughs> um, we get to the song, I Can Hear the Bells. So Which she is just, like, nudged her. and Literally she, just bumped was, into her accidentally. And then she was like... <gasps> He's in love with me, and I love him, He's too. He's in love with me. I, like, I can already hear the wedding bells yes. is like what I can hear the bells um, and this um, is so my beginning. favorite song from this movie I used to listen to this on repeat yeah um, she like comes out of the classroom and like she starts singing and Penny's like are you okay and she was like feel my heartbeat and looks like she's just grabbing her breast and Penny's <laughs> like everyone's like looking like her like she's insane because she, <laughs> she is and he was like and he touched me or he's like knocks me off my feet it was like no none of that happened no 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 <laughs> Um, I like, she's like moving in the hall. She grabs that one guy and slams him into the locker. And he's just like, what are you doing? What is happening? She is a menace. <laughs> she is Dennis the menace. Doreen and Doreen, she shoves like between them. <laughs> and it's, she, like everyone, as soon as they like see her or are hit by her, um, literally just like stare at her. Just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> she goes into the teacher's lounge, all smoking. She strokes a teacher's face <laughs> yes. and then takes the rest of the other teacher's donut. Oh my gosh. And she's just like, she's just on cloud nine this entire time. There's nothing that you can say that will change when she's like, sing, uh, yeah. And then we see her in the nurse's office. And it's like, Penny's like, you need to be checked out. I'm a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get into like the lines that I really like. Mm-hmm. Like round one. That's, bum, yes, bum, that's exactly bum, where bum, I was going to go. So it's like, you know, I can hear the bells, but also like the bells, like a boxing ring. Like a boxing <laughs> yes. match. Yes. Um, and then That's just I, fun. It's just fun. I love how I love how there's um, the words that she's saying in the song, and it's the like most comical version of that in real life. So like round three is when we kiss inside his car, and it's her in driver's head, and like she's oh like, yeah, the in driver's the car. ed teacher. Is like, she's like, what what, what is happening? <laughs> and it's really funny. It's both the nurse and the driver's ed teachers. Um, they are choreographers for the movie. Oh, that's really cool. And specifically, the driver's ed teacher, he also choreographed, like, a bunch of, like, other movies and shows and stuff like that. But he also choreographed, and I just watched this episode again, um, but the Girls vs. Suits song in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good song. I love that scene so much. Yeah. 
I think, so. I think that's like him. I think it was Driver's Ed. No, I take that back. It was the smoking teacher. Oh, either way, still cool. Yeah. yeah. But the nurse was also a choreographer for yeah. the film. Um, and then we also see, I think at Which one point she's talking about. the is dope. It's so good. And there's at one point she's talking about like him putting like a ring on her finger or whatever. And it's like a twist tie that's around oh, her yeah. finger. Yeah. She goes to the bathroom and just wastes all the toilet paper. <laughs> just like making a veil and everything. Um, she also, we see Tosses her in PE. And she gets just blasted in the face by a dodgeball. She just gets fucked up and she's just laying on the ground just like still in song timing of like the song and the music and just like tracy nikki uh blonsky it's just so incredible and perfect it's all so well done no one else like in this movie no one else could be tracy no no one no it's it's so her character is so central and so well like even though, like, she, she, I mean, she's obviously Acting the main the character. She's the, prote- the she's the protagonist. But while there are many other great actors in this film, like, it's an ensemble it's cast. So They're well all formed. amazing. She, like, she is the rookie here. Like, she's around, like, Zach Efron, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, Queen Latifah, like, all these amazing actors. And yet she is still the central, like, glue of the story. Like, she, yeah. and I think, I remember a while ago, I was watching this uh, video on, like, top 10 hardest um like female to leads to play in a oh, musical yeah. didn't, we, didn't we talk about this with celeste i think so yeah because because the one in chicago was one of them um yeah. tracy turnblad was also and i don't remember Velma which Kelly. which number yeah Velma kelly um i don't remember what number tracy turnblad was but it was also one of them because it's just like you are the story you know and you have yeah. to be central to the story no matter like you can't let any of the other characters outshine you no matter how talented they are so um, then, um, after yeah, she is straight up a menace to this school. Oh, one hundred percent. What I thought, I thought about after the song, I was like, "Oh, Tracy should be a detention. Like this is the, the no, amount no, of Kim, people well, she, she should be a detention. Like, she, she should be so committed. Like this girl. <laughs> it's like I mean that's why she went to the nurse's office, um, uh. and she seamlessly just throws people around, assaults teachers, <laughs> steals yet- from them. <laughs> And yet she has not been kicked out. She's still well. She gets in trouble, but she's still well. I understand why someone like pegged the ball at her in gym class. <laughs> uh, and that was straight to the face. I don't think that she child was taken out. Ate it. <laughs> ate it. And it was so And funny. I think from like, that like, point the, on, I just, the rest like, of the song. The comedic timing in this is just so good. I think from that point on, the rest of the song is meant to be a dream state. Because I think that ball knocked her out. <laughs> what a lackluster dream. Dream bigger. Like, <laughs> she's like Edna then. Dream bigger, Tracy. <sighs> Honestly. Um, um, okay, so then after the song, we go, we go to, to like, the sock hop, the hop, Lady's yeah, Choice. yeah. No. Um, so this song, and the, there are a couple other songs mm-hmm. in this movie like this as well. But this song is a bop, but it's also like low key problematic when you really listen to the lyrics. It's so bad. Okay, so okay, there's there's a few songs in this. I'm like listening to lyrics. I was like, oh, you you can't say that. No, nope. especially you, Amanda Bynes. Stop no, you that. cannot. <laughs> you know what lyrics I'm talking about? Yes, I do, and I wrote, I jotted, I noted those as well later on. It's like, oh no, you. That's bad. This this, this is not a loving thing to say to someone. This is not yes. romantic. Oh, yeah, so, okay, yeah. Some, so of lyrics, li- some of the lyrics, hey, little girl looking for a sale, test drive this American mail, um, and then gonna take cash to fill my tank, so let's crack open your piggy bank, hey, little girl, you're window shopping, I got something's traffic stopping. And it's just, just so many things, it's just like, one, I mean, which, like, you're actively referring to her as a little girl. <laughs> but I was gonna say, this is, I think, the most 
relatable high school dance kind of music situation. Yes. So then we see, um, during the song, we see Tracy runs into... And, and Link's singing. Yes, Link is singing. Um, so I wrote down his... way better than High School Musical. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and the gym is segregated. Yes, there's like a little like rope, one of those like things you see at like a bank or something. Um, sure. Yeah, so, so there's like a white section and a black section. Um, and we see that Tracy is talking to Seaweed across the mm-hmm. separator. And she's like, oh, we should do your dance together. And he was just like, uh, we cannot do that because this is a segregated <laughs> event and I'm not about to get in trouble for that. Um, <laughs> Heads up. <laughs> this is the society we live in. I don't know where really, you've been. Really, like, yeah, but like she does like confront that within herself later, which I do really appreciate. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's like, girl, are you blind? <laughs> you know what's going on and so he was like you can borrow it yeah he's like he's like i give you full permission you can go do the dance whatever you need to do um and so then she is just Mm. killing it on the dance floor um much like you killed it with this cocktail campbell it's so good (laughs) i'm so happy with myself hopefully i can put the same amount of tension and effort into my signature drink for our next happy hour special which will probably be before... Before this episode comes out. <laughs> yes, so... Hope I did well, future Campbell. <laughs> the pressure's on. Um, yeah, yeah and so she's uh, killing it. And we see yourself. that Link sees... Or not Link. Uh, Corny sees her and is also really into it. Yeah, the, like the music like picks up because like... Lyrics aside, the song does bop. Oh, 100%. Um, this is bop. Um, it, it just makes you want to dance. And as someone who doesn't... It just makes you want to dance. Agreed. <laughs> um, so then we cut to, we see Penny is like sprinting down the street, like getting, like calling out for like Tracy's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Turnblad. Um, and she like drags them upstairs and turns on the TV. And we see that they're doing the introduction for the Corny Collins show. And after Link, there's now a new addition Roll to the call. team. And I'm Tracy. Yeah. Our girl made it. Um, and everyone's dying. Yes. They're like, oh my god. And what is happening? Like, why, did I, why, why did I tell her not to do this? This is amazing. This is... Yes. Instantly, I'm such an idiot. Because she's like, killing she is, it. And yeah, Tracy is featured in that episode. Yeah. As like the new council member. Is that what they're called? Yeah, that's what they called them. It, it sounds weird. weird. Um, the new yeah. senator and of I, the nicest kids in town. <laughs> and I love how he was like, oh, parliament. you know, what do you want to be when you go? Like, what are your aspirations or whatever? And she's like, I hope to be the first woman president. Or Rockette. And she's like, those are very different aspirations. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Tracy is now on TV. Um, yes. Oh, and this is where we actively see. Um, so, Corny gets oh, into yeah, an she argument like, she wants with to be Thelma. Um, the first Fontos. woman president. Or a Rockette. It was like, oh, what would you do on your first term? Like, what policy would you do? And she said, I would make every... I don't want to say it again, because I hate that word. But (laughs) basically, I would allow black people on the show all the time, for any reason. Because I would integrate it. It's my favorite, yeah. Um, Yeah, and they're just like, oh my gosh, oh my stars, no. Clutches pearls. Um, (laughs) And and so this is actually where we see... um, Velma and I, I assume the producer or whatever of the show, the network, whatever. Um, Mr. Spritzer. Yes. Get into an argument with Corny. And this is where we actively see like him say, him say like, yes, I want to integrate the dancers. I want to integrate the show. Like this is where the future is going. There's no reason. Not only is there no reason to fight it, but also like 
they're talented people. Like they sh- deserve yeah. to be on the show and you know have their spotlight. Mr. Spritzer and um, Velma's like absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And so like Corny was like, well, this is the Corny Collins show, so fuck off. Yeah. Um, and then Mr. Spritzer was like, this is all your fault. To Velma, and which doesn't like, make any sense. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like she's she's not um, a great person, but like that that doesn't track. She's terrible, objectively. Um, yeah, so they think Tracy will be a corrupting influence. Yes. And then we get into the song "The New Girl in Town," which I think it's um, very funny that Brittany Snow's character is the one singing this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she has that one line, um, "Gonna get her after school," which she does. Which yes, she does. Yeah. Yeah, so this song is very much, like, montaging, like, Tracy's, like, newfound fame. And her dad works quick. Oh, yes, my he has God. An entire... With that Tracy merchandise. <laughs> what a loving, supportive father. I love Christopher Walken in this so much. And, yeah, like, he immediately, like, like literally like, the same day or the day after she gets on the show, he has an entire stock of Tracy souvenirs. And Which it's makes great. me think he always thought she was a star. He always thought she was going to make it. And he just had it prepared. <laughs> Uh, he's great. I love his character. He is, he is great. And, like, there's another, like, <laughs> financial act he does later, which is, like, the dopest thing um, that we'll talk about. Okay. Um, yeah, and so we, we see that she becomes a huge sensation. Kids mm-hmm. are now, like, so she apparently just spends a lot of time hanging out with the kids and the attention. Um, but everyone wants to get And everyone to gets, is getting detention to hang out with her. And because we even see Penny comes to visit and he's like, oh, why doesn't she need a write-up? And she Or he was like, oh, does she have a write-up? And she's like, she doesn't need one. And then we see Penny and Seaweed meet each other for the first time. Lock eyes. And this is The rest was history. Penny cannot contain herself rightfully so nope um okay and then like okay so with like the music though um so in the beginning it's uh amber and like i don't know two other of the nicest kids in town um singing this song about this like new girl in town that like everyone's after uh but like the group is like kind of jealous of her um is like the portrayal of that song for them yeah but then we cut to the once a month with uh motorbell uh motormouth mabel's yeah uh, show and it's then sung by the dynamites mm-hmm. of baltimore um who are just like so much better <laughs> just, oh my gosh it's a beautiful song it's, it's they, so they, much better yeah so yeah uh nikki rice uh Tini mccall nadine ellis are the women that mm-hmm. play the dynamites which are there's they're just so talented. they're so good and we find out because of velma and like, then also like the tone of the song changes is a little is different yes yeah, and it's, it's, it's much it's more, more so like yeah continue yeah so it's it's much more that sort of like 60s like harmony like boppy type of song where it's like before it was like um oh very like doo-wop-y. yeah it was, it was very doo it was yeah it was very different um and this is much more um not bluesy but like the more like r&b like jazzy type um yeah and we see and velma confront even, even like the if it seems like the story of it like kind of changes and like the perspectives of these women yeah before the new girl in town they're just like really jealous of her they're like we're gonna get her after school all this stuff yeah but then like when the dynamites are in it's more so as like oh she thinks she's so special yeah but, so it's really not it's that's it seems like for them it's not coming from a place of insecurity which i think is cool yeah it's, it's more um, just recognizing the person and then they do say um in the song um that there's like a truck coming and they're like look out and they're like that that was the new girl in town the song ends the new girl in town just dies (laughs) yes 
she just she died. She, she did. did. She did. I was just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> well, you know. It... So I just like had to talk about that before you like you know got into like you know the important part of it. That's fair. But That's she fair. died. The new girl of doubt is dead. <laughs> They took care of it. Um, so then we see... <laughs> and, then, and, like, just their attitude, they're like, well, well. <laughs> there she goes. There she goes again. <laughs> uh, oh, I love that song. Um, so we see Velma confront uh, Mabel, and she's like, how could you let them pick the same pick the same song? It's like, my girls. And she's like, well, they wrote it. And it really made me think of that scene in Dreamgirls when they sing Got Me a Cadillac yeah. Car or whatever. Um, or Cadillac, I think is what it's called. And yeah, it's the exact same thing where to me, like this scene is really, I mean, yeah, you can just kind of take it at face value. But to me, this scene is also representative of the fact that that was a very common occurrence, you know, um, during the mid-century um, yeah. where a lot of white artists would straight up steal like work and music um, and stuff from like content from black artists. Um, and so um, like, fun fact, um, one of the dynamites was in dream girls. <laughs> really? Yeah. Rika Rice. She played uh, uh stepsister, like S T E P T. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, chill. Um, yeah. And so then as always, Queen Latifah is just oh amazing and God. perfect in every single way. Ugh, okay, um, so is this going to turn into... Let's talk about Queen Latifah. Yes. So, in listeners, you've, haven't before. you've already heard how much we love her from Chicago. But I really love... To me, in this role, I think I like her more than in Chicago. And that's because you're able to see... And I'm going to talk about it later when the song comes up. So I won't go into too much detail here. But you are able to see almost a softer side to her voice and her mm-hmm. talent and her character. Yes. Um, because very often when you see Queen Latifah um, and you see her performing a musical part, it's a lot of times like the big and brassy type of character or like she's rapping or something like that, which she's very, very good at. But this character um, in this role, you really get to see her truly just sing and sing well. And yeah. she's able to... Um, you see her in simultaneously a very strong character, uh, which she's always played, but also a very nurturing mother character who truly just cares about these children and wants to yeah. help them. Yeah. Like, this is definitely, I think, like, a better performance um, from someone that, like, you know, can't talk anything about anything about this. But, like, definitely, like, Mom Morton, I just really love that character. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the, like environment of chicago is like amazing but i i definitely agree with you that queen latifah in this is it's just a whole nother level yeah yeah um, and a lot of times when i think of queen latifah um you think about taxi with jimmy fallon i mean true but um the queen latifah show when i when i think about queen latifah at like her career path of role like her character arc let's say um um, the thing I, I really like about Queen Latifah's sort of career arc is that, you know, if you are familiar with Queen Latifah's like work as an artist, she started off as like a, a hip hop artist, a rapper, um, and she was awesome. Like she was badass and have, has always been great. Um, and then she got into like a lot of musical artists have in the past. She got into like making movies and playing different roles and stuff like that. And I think she. I think unlike some, there's been some other artists that have taken that same path. Um, 
But I think the way she has done that and the way she spun it and built her character and a lot of the roles that she plays is very different in that um, a lot of them, like, it's more of a comedic route, you know, where they go into, like, kind of comedy and, like, it's funny that, like, this person with, like, a rap, like, gangster, like, related background is, like, doing this, like, family movie now, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think Queen Latifah, I think she's she's kept all the strength, like, all the strength and badassery that she had as a rapper, she still has, and none of that has been diminished, but you just get to see more of her and and flesh out and like understand who she is a little more and she does play in like comedic roles as well but to me it doesn't she's never been diminished she's only been yeah built like built up you know yeah, yeah. um what what where are we in the plot i got distracted um, by so Queen we're Hitler. we're just Again. after <laughs> we're just after the new girl in town um and so we see we cut to the turnblad household and we see that um edna gets a call um and it's from Pinky's Mr. Pinky, Mr. Mr. Pinky, Jerry Stiller. Yes, to be a spokesperson for Pinky's like fashion store, which is we've already talked about him before. <laughs> called uh, what was it called? Uh, Mr. Pinky's Hefty Hideaway. Hefty's Hideaway. Yes, which is a hilarious name for a plus size store. Um, yeah. yeah, and so then Tracy is trying to like because uh, she's like, oh, we can send someone down to meet you and like talk about it, and she's like, oh, we can just send your father, and Tracy's like, no, like, let's go out, let's do this, let's have fun, you know, you haven't gotten out of this house in forever. It's like, you and you we, need to be my agent. Yeah. What, what better person to represent me or care more about me than my mother? Exactly, you know, and because we, we do see, like, Edna obviously, love, both of her parents love her so much, and yeah. really just want to, like, help her and protect her, um, and, and she says, the neighbors haven't seen me since I was a size 10. And I was like, girl, how yeah, long has it been? She hasn't been outside since 1951. Yeah, so it's That's, been like it's 11, 11 years. years. And it's like, that is wild. I don't understand how that's possible. Um, and so then Tracy is trying to convince her to come out with her. Um, and so we get into the song, Welcome to the 60s. Another Bob. And this is one that I, I love the harmonies in this song. I do too. And there's like some parts of this. It's again, like these like very positive bop like songs juxtaposed with such outlandish things. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Oh no. And they're like, welcome to the six. <laughs> Honestly. For example, poor him play. Um, <laughs> When they're, like, looking at that bar, they're like, oh, they look so glamorous in there. And then you see the two women inside. Yes. And they're, like, super pregnant. And they're drinking smoking martinis. Smoking and drinking. And, and, and this is like, where... You hear the mouth of, like, only a couple months to go. Yeah, and they, they even said, um, like, oh, he just kicked. And it's just like, oh, let's cheers to that. It's <laughs> just like, oh, no. And to me, like, this entire movie... Because, again, this movie was made in the early 2000s. So we were aware by the time this movie was made that... There were a lot of things we did that were crazy. Um, and I love how this movie is just like, this movie is just an orgy of evidence that we used to be dumb as shit and probably still are. Like the whole like 10 people all smoking inside in a small non-ventilated room, you know, um, pregnant women just drinking casually, you know, just like all yeah. kinds of things. That's like, oh no, but we actually did that because we just didn't know better. No. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Yeah. And I, I think this song is- Is this your older sister? <laughs> 
I think the song oh, is so cute. Also, I love how he has a plate of donuts in his Tracy, shop. Tracy, go eat your donuts. <laughs> like, he just, man, just he really knows understands his clientele. His clientele. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, it's not even like that. Because, like, you're not trying to, like, stereotype, you know, like, bigger women and stuff no. like that. And that they're, like, constantly only, like, wanting to eat. But also, I love like That donuts. should be a thing in any store. Every store should have, like, treats. I would love to walk into a clothing store and just be like, hey, do you want a donut? Like, yes. Yes, I would like a donut. Thank you very much. Um, Please and thank you. And then we see that she gets a makeover. You oh, know. no, she, like, first negotiates the contract. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh, yes, I missed that and note then, that I like, had. Raven, um, can you get those glasses that she has? You would look the, cat, so the cat's eye glasses? That. Yes. I could see that. I like You that. just need to own a few pairs, so. <laughs> um, and yeah. I love so she's how... Like, yeah, so like she she she's busts like going out this to contract. She's like, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Absolutely not. What's wrong with you? And then she just busts out all this like knowledge I mean, she's a, and she's terminology. She's a businesswoman. Yeah, and she's great at That's it, and passion. I love it yeah. so much. You can have that coin-operated laundromat. You can do it, Edna. Follow your dreams. Believe in yourself. I love a coin-operated laundromat so much. We've already talked about it on the podcast, yes. but that is honestly that's my safe safe, safe place. Safe place. Safe, safe space. space. It's safe space. Safe space. But yeah. I wanted to say safe space. I was trying to say both at <laughs> the same time. And I think you were too. Yes. But a laundromat is my favorite place. Like doing... Ugh, I. Why do I love a laundromat so much? Well, you've talked about it in depth. So yeah, then... And then we get... Yeah, then... We, we see that Edna a gets a makeover. And I love it. I love... So she's she goes into this... Um, I can't tell if it's sequence or glitter. It's sequence. Okay. Yeah, so she's in this bright pink sequined um, dress that is just absolutely gorgeous. They and did she her this, hair. She's this cute beehive hairdo with a pink headband, um, and she's rocking it. And I love it so much. John Travolta is so light on his feet. Yes, with, like the fat suit and like everything like this. Yeah, which it's like also funny because like for this movie they did like based off like based off like the dancing for Edna. Mm-hmm. off the hippo in the tutu dancing from Fantasia. Didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. There was um, a couple places that saw that. I don't know if that's like 100% true. But yeah. Interesting. Two um, separate places said that. So, But also, I also my... like this part of the song because this whole song has been Tracy like talking to her mom and saying like, hey, like you should embrace today. You should embrace the changes and the future and things are changing and you can be confident in yourself. You can love yourself, you know, not despite, but because of how you look, you know? Um, and after the makeover, this is where her mom is also like, yeah, you know, like I'm welcoming the 60s. I am embracing the future. I'm embracing myself. I love myself and like all this other stuff. And it's just like a great song of, Allowing yourself to be in the now, allowing yourself to embrace change, and allowing yourself to love yourself for who you are. Um, which, like, more of that comes later. But I just think this movie, I feel like I've talked and I'm going to talk about a lot of things being iconic in this movie, and I don't want to wear the word out, but this movie is just so iconic. And the messaging yeah. um, in this movie is so perfect and timeless, and I love it. Um, also, I love a good dance in the street flash mob, which we see during this song. Um, at the end of yeah. the song. Um, yeah. And so then they end up at a diner um, in their new fits. You know, both of them got a little makeover done. Um, and they run into Amber and Madame Von Tussle at the diner. And basically both of them are just bitches to them. And it's terrible. So mean. 
Yeah, and so then we see Edna getting very upset because she's just like, oh, I'm going to take the dress back. Like, I can't believe I let myself do this. Like, blah, blah, blah. And Drace is like, no, like, you look great. Don't listen to them. They're just jealous because I'm better than them and I'm famous and all this other stuff. And we shouldn't pay them any mind. And I, that I is I do facts. love how, for the most part, Tracy really doesn't lo- lose her confidence. Agreed. Yeah. Like, she really does love herself and believe There's in this herself. one moment she was like okay i get you and then like runs off and like is sad about stuff but like that doesn't like shake her yeah to her core like yeah every other character she like she gets upset in that moment at that person um but she still has confidence in herself yeah. and i love that yeah um yeah and so then um we get to we cut to her in class and then Amber's just being so mean and, and just spreading like, you know, rumors. Spreading about rumors. Her. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's just like a sleeping class. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. <laughs> yeah. Because Amber, you know, does not live in her mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and then Link is like, knock it off. And then Tracy gets in trouble because she was like, Amber's like, oh my God, why would you draw this picture of the teacher? And it's like a guy with boobs. Yeah. And she she's just like, attention. what are you talking about, fam? Like, yeah. Which also is like pretty funny, Amber. <laughs> like you should, Amber, you should lean into this, but like for yourself. I yes. think you would like be real, like a lot happier, and like she could be a class clown. I could see it. Like, uh, but like that's that's hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. And it's just like maybe if you um, dedicated your energy to this instead of just being a bitch to everybody, people would like yeah. you. Yeah, and then the teacher like asks link a question it was like yeah what was that one quote and he was like oh yeah that quote kiss my ass and yeah and tracy's just like oh <laughs> that's so nice so of you go to detention together yes link tries to like dance and stuff and they're like what are you doing and the girl's just like who's this white boy <laughs> it's like you're embarrassing yourself <laughs> and then he gets like super insecure yeah. um which like i mean he was like the star for like everything for so long that doesn't translate no. sir nope Nope. Not everyone's going to love you. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, and then we get into the song uh, Run and Tell That. Yes. Which, Which is, is so good. Such a great song. Because it's performed by Elijah Kelly and also just the lyrics are amazing. Yeah. And like, so this song is basically, um, it's like, yo, go, like, go tell people, like, you know, we're great. Like, yeah. This is like, this is not a secret. Um, and I do like, well, like, some of the lyrics in this. It's like, yeah, don't say you're colorblind because then you don't, like, appreciate and, like, understand, like, you know, the, like, differences yes. and stuff like that. and that is I, always like, The been... people there are like, I don't see color. I was like, so you're being ignorant and choosing to ignore the disparity between these two. Exactly. And that has always been my thing is that, like, I don't want you to ignore. Because, one, ignoring race is not the same thing as not being racist but um (laughs) but like people just think it is yeah it's like i don't want you to ignore my race or the fact that i'm black i want you to accept the fact that i'm black accept that my culture my heritage and my background and my experiences are different than yours and still treat me the same regardless like yeah um yeah so this song is amazing and so during the song we see him um like tracy and link leave with the entire group because uh, he tells them like oh my mom's having this like platter party thing you should come you can meet more of us we can dance we can talk about the show like blah 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 cheers cheers um so we see we kind of cut away and we see amber crying over link um yeah. about how he like got on this bus with tracy and all of the black kids um mm-hmm. 
and basically he's like running away from her and it's like one he should because you're wild um, well, we also meet um seaweed's younger sister yes uh little ims yes which she is so amazing as a person T- talk about it go off sis. okay 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 <laughs> so taylor parks um some like other acting things she's done other she was oh she yeah she was in uh true jackson vp you know mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer. Was, i loved that show but what i want to talk about um is her songwriting credits i didn't know she was a songwriter Okay, so she was a co-writer on, like, three, like, Billboard Hot 100 oh. songs. Um, Love Lies by Khalid and Normani. Okay. High Hopes by Panic <gasps> of the Disco. Oh, my gosh. And Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Let's talk about some more things serious? she's, like, written on. Okay. I so love she's also songs. has, like, songwriting credits for uh, Jennifer Lopez, Fifth Harmony, um, Mariah Carey. Um, Jason Derulo, um, Chris Brown, Pentatonix, JoJo, Alicia oh, Keys. Oh, um, damn. Yeah, Demi Lovato, Fergie, um, Chloe X. Halley, uh, Janelle Monet, Christina Aguilera. Um, I mean, like, wow. the Thank You Next, like, album, like Thank You Next, Seven Rings, Needy, NASA, Makeup, Ghost, and Got Her Own. Um, she, like, has, like, writing credits for all of those. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Um, John Legend, Troy Sivan. I, that's insane. Which, like, not only was she the best dancer in this film. Oh, which is 100%, high, hands down. High praise. Especially against Elijah Kelly. And not Elijah dismissing Kelly. any other, the Absolutely not, yeah. in this musical. But she is so fucking talented. And yeah. everyone needs to know about her. Everyone needs to look, know about Taylor Parks. Taylor oh Parks, gosh. there's no way you're listening to this. <laughs> you're such an amazing human being. That is, that is it's wild unreal. that she's written for that many artists. She's something. Yeah, she's somebody. Um, yeah. Somebody so then we see. Buddy wants to. Nope. Told stop me. it. Stop. No. Um, <laughs> no. Nope. So then we see Amber's crying over Link. Um, and she's like, Oh, oh my gosh! I did. Yeah. And her mom is like, Did she kill her husband? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're gonna talk about that when that scene comes up. Cause it's not right now. Okay, okay. Yeah. But okay, I had to say thought. I had to say thought. Sorry for interrupting. You're like, fine. Like, you're fine. Okay. You're fine. Right. So then um Madame Von Tussle immediately starts scheming and she's just like, It's okay. I'ma fix it. Uh mother knows best. I'm about to fuck some dudes. Like I apparently have been doing to fix everything in my life. Um so then I mean, it's worked. Apparently, yeah. So then we go to the platter party and we get into uh we see like uh at the record seaweed, store. At the record store, like seaweed brings in Link and Tracy and Penny and they're all like hanging out, having fun, and we see uh Motormouth Mabel appear and she's just like, Oh, like are you hiding her? We know that's like that's like that's like that's like yeah. that was a different thing. Yeah, at the record store. So when we all see this stuff mixes up in my mind. Same. I just want to talk about all of it all the time. Yes. You know? Um and so we see they're all like dancing and like having fun and hanging out and stuff like that, and they're just like, Oh, like, what are we celebrating? Oh, that's after. Damn it. Okay. okay. So we get into the song. Big, blonde, and beautiful. And if this isn't the most, like, Queen Latifah song... Like, she wasn't acting Honestly. Here. No, this is just her being her and having yeah. fun. And, like... Uh, and I was just like... Cause she was like, because I am big, blonde, and beautiful. And I was just like, yes, you are Queen Latifah. Yeah, and then, like, there, there's a reprise later. But, like, it really sets up the foils to Mabel and Velma. Yes. 
not only with their like roles in the entertainment industry, but also the roles with their families and their ideals. Yeah, and just like in the people in their life, their role in their lives. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's kind of thing like a lot of people are like, I don't know, I've like seen a lot uh, in my share of an honors English classroom <laughs> in high school um, that foils are like opposites of each other. Yeah. But like foils are more so the same person in some respects in different situations yeah and that's the thing is that it's more yin and yang and like yin and yang does not mean opposites that's no, not what that is no and if, if anything it means complementary you know yeah so i um, like attribute like i think my like best like what i've been able to um understand as my best like yin and yang foils to each other is in avatar the last airbender is mm -hmm. ang and zuko yeah honestly yeah I will not explain further because the listeners should know what I You mean. should just know and it makes sense. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, but in, so in I, this see, movie, I see that for these two characters. Yeah, and it makes sense because even in this shot where you cut from um, Mama Von Tussle. With Edna Madame, in the middle as well. She's also like on the spectrum of Velma yeah. and Mabel. Yeah, but you cut from um, Velma who is pretty much just like with her daughter and like her daughter's primary person in her life and then you cut over to and the cat and the cat yeah very dr evil and you cut over to motormouth mabel who is surrounded by her children and her children's friends and all these students and kids that she like her mentors and loves yeah her entire community is there for her and loves her and they're all celebrating and hang out together um and just that scene switch alone um, helps to establish like these are one of the differences between these characters but both of them are very much women who know what they want and are willing to do just about anything to get yeah. it but it's a matter of the way they go about it and the way they treat the people in their lives and like akin to the performance Ooh, of tim akin. curry and sweet tweet tweet uh sweet transvestite in rocky horror picture show i have seen very few performances that the confidence and the self-awareness and the self-assurance mm -hmm. punches me in the face and holds me down <laughs> as queen latifah is in big blonde and beautiful yeah she just she it plays is. this character so well just the strong woman who knows who she is and knows what she's about she just plays it so perfectly she embodies it because she yeah. is a strong woman who knows who she is and knows what she's about because she's big blonde and beautiful and we're all here for it Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, I love this song. My only It just makes you want to do like a chorus line kick, you know? Yes. My only note on this song, and I don't think it was even her that I have said a lot it. Of notes on this song. Uh, well, my only negative note on this song cuz it's not even mm -hmm. really part of the song itself cuz she didn't say this. Um I just need us collectively as a human race to agree to never say the word afrotastic again. Okay, I, <laughs> Tracy is the, the character. She's very progressive. She's uh, very much like, you know, a normal functioning human, for, mm -hmm. you know, how she views other people. You gotta know that's not right. <laughs> I just hate it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we cut back to the Von Tussle household and we see that Amber is calling Tracy's mom. Wait, who? Mike. Yeah, well, she's calling her her, her mom no, as a guy named Mike. I am aware, Campbell. Um, now, because I told you. I hate when you do that. Okay. Um, I've been punched in the face many a time for that. <laughs> which I know, like, it's so funny to me. I don't know why. It's so funny to me. 
So Mike calls Edna, <laughs> um, and and tells her that uh, oh your daughter is in some crazy place off doing crazy things um, and so then well at first did you think if you think back to the first time you, th- you saw it did you think she was calling Edna I thought she was calling Prudy actually I thought so. and it wasn't until Edna turned up though because when Edna actually walked in I was just like why is Edna here and I was like oh I guess that's who she was calling yeah yeah but which makes sense with the larger scheme yes it does um, yeah so Edna gets there yeah, and and so so they're talking. Queen Latifah's she... line here is so funny. Which one? If there's any more white people here? <laughs> We're gonna turn it into a suburb. <laughs> We're gonna call it a suburb. That is so funny. Hilarious. That is um, so funny. But she like she's like, oh, you don't have to rush out. Like Edna like grabs Tracy and she's like, you gotta go. Like why are you here? Like blah blah. And then and uh, Mabel's just like, oh, you don't have to like rush out. You can stay. And Edna's just like, how does she get her to stay? Um. So then. Uh, Mama Morton is just like, oh, well, why don't you stay for this lovely feast that we have? And, and let's we talk see about that, food. that it piques her interest because this food, she's got everything. She's got pork. Got she's got uh, cornbread. I think she has like red beans and rice or something like that. Yeah, she, collard greens. Oh my gosh. It's a full on feast and I'm here for it and I it want it. It looks so good. Like I haven't had meat in like over a year. Uh yeah, so now Edna is just like, you know what? Maybe I'll stay for a bit. And I really yeah. appreciate, like, I mean, Mabel's, like, very much was like, yeah, I know what you're about. Let's, like, lure you in here. But then, like, speaking to that, like, afterwards, she it's very much um, the, the confidence that Mabel has for herself. She does try to instill in others. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is amazing. And she was like, yeah, we're wonderful people. 100%, yeah. We have everything going on for us. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah. John Travolta, you're big, blonde, and beautiful. He just wants to dance. He just um, wants to dance <laughs> like his daughter, Tracy. Um, yeah, and so then so we jump over quickly to the joke shop. <laughs> <laughs> I love this scene so much. So we see um, Velma come in and she like is wearing like sexy red dress that she was picking out earlier when she was scheming. Um, and I, I absolutely love her face when she like picks up the rubber chicken and she's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I see, to me, it was more like, it was just like, of course, but there was like some slight understanding of humor there. Like she was like, I get it. Yes, but with a with a major overtone of derision. Yes. Yes. Okay. I just I just thought the physical face she made was funny. Yeah. I loved it. Um so yeah, so she sees the dad, Mr. Turnblood. Wilbur, thank you. I just think Christopher also... Walken. I also kept on forgetting his name. Yeah. Well, it's said so infrequently in the movie. I think it's said literally once. But I, Yeah, when they're having sex outside. <laughs> Continue. Maybe. I mean, don't act like you wouldn't. Anyway. Oh, Wilbur. <laughs> anyway. Continue. So, yeah. So, she's talking to Wilbur and very obviously, like, trying to seduce him. Um, and he's just like, oh, like. You know, are you buying something? My wares, are you buying something for the Mister? And she's like, "Oh, there is no Mister." Like blah blah blah. And then, and then this is when she says, oh, "My no, husband no. accidentally suffocated." And I'm like, "She one, murdered him." One, do people suffocate on purpose? Two, she killed her husband. She one hundred. I feel like people could suffocate on purpose. I mean, for I'm other for other reasons themselves. besides suicide. Oh no. Yeah. 
So I think she kills him. Anyway. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba. And I love, I love this entire scene because I love how she's trying to seduce him and he's just too good for that. He just, like, doesn't get it. There's the ass cigarettes. Yeah, and he's like, but I, I feel like, I feel like, so part of it is, like, a little bit, he's oblivious, but I feel like the part of it is, like, he doesn't want to get it. Like, he's not at all interested in her. He's not trying to pick up these signals, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we go back to the record shop. Yes, and we find out that um, the one month a day on um, the Corny Collins show has been canceled yeah. by Velma. Um, and so she was kind of doing this as, like, a celebration, kind of just to, like, let people, like, party and I want recognize to, like, and celebrate eat. what yeah. was, you know, and, like, just be happy, um, even though this is, you know, some unhappy news. And so then they were just like, you know what we should do? We should march and we should protest yeah. the shit. And I was like, like, you know what? Yes. We should protest this. Let's march. And it's like, yeah, like, absolutely. Um, activism. It's important. Um, which actually we go leads... back to the jock sh- joke shop. Yes. Um, the animal dropping chocolate. <laughs> She's so grossed out at this point. And like, we just see more bits of that. And she was like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. She's no. like waiting for something. And she's still trying and he's just not about it. And then back to the record store. And then back to the record store. And we and Link, see, and Link was like, I'm I, not doing this. I'm not protesting. Like, I can't. It's just no, not. This would ruin my, like, there's, like, ta- talent agents that are coming to that live performance. Mm-hmm. It's going to ruin my shot. This is everything to me. I'm not going to risk that. Yeah, and, and he was like. He was like, but it's what's right. Like, yeah, and he was like, he was like, oh, but this whole thing is just too big for me. And then she kind of took that as, like, a dick like, oh, no, her no, being talk, fat. Talk, not talking about you. Not talking about your weight. And, she and was she's like, no, like no, 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 I understand. It's fine. And yeah, and so then she's so like, this is the only stuff. instance I've like, like, I, and I that's, felt yeah, where she that. actually felt like, uh, like, but upset, I don't like, think it's not about completely that. though, because it's also like, she was super into this guy, things were like working, and then she was like, oh, this is what's right, and he was like, I yeah, because this is an important I see, issue. I, see, I honestly, I think that's what she's more sad about, which makes sense because this is something just, that's like, very important to her. Me. She's like, why would you ever, it's wrong, not... it's just yeah. wrong, yeah, um. And so then, yeah, so she's crying. And I love this because, so she's crying with her mom. Like, her mom's, like, hugging her and consoling her. And she says, give him time. He'll find out he's crazy about you. And she's like, oh, you're just saying that because you're my mom. And she's like, well, I know a little something about men. Cut back to Mr. Turnblad being 150% loyal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And And then she, like, has a huge box of, like, joke paraphernalia. He's just like, like, honestly, (laughs) what is wrong with you? She's like, then just like attacks him and just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And then we get into the reprise of Big Blonde and Beautiful, which is a really fun way that they did it. I agree. That, you know, and that was like big. And then she was like blonde and then both of them said beautiful. And and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is the point I wrote down in my notes and it's cursed. John Travolta is feeling frisky. Yes, because you see you can, her. You can tell, like, uh, like, uh, like Tracy goes to bed, and then we like see the parents' bedroom. Yeah, and, and her pushes and... herself against the wall, and she was like, "Oh, yes, yes." And you this see her getting all, all cleaned up. She's getting primped and preened, and she puts. I don't. The... I don't like you saying that before someone has sex. That seems. That seems wrong, Raven. That's, what? That is the I, term. I, I, that is the term, and I don't like it. It just seems wrong. It does that not feel wrong to you? No. I've primped and preened myself. <laughs> that seems, You've never primped and preened before a sexual a, encounter? 
It, it gives me the impression that you're a horse. <laughs> you know? You know what I'm talking about? You know no, I don't about? know, but I do understand why that would be a very uncomfortable... Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Are you smelling what I'm stepping in? Do you hear what I'm saying to you? <laughs> I do understand why that association would make it uncomfortable for you. However, I don't understand the physical association. It's not that uncomfortable, of... it just feels wrong. Interesting. Anyway, she puts on a really cute dress. And she's ready. She puts on a really cute dress. She's ready to fuck. And so then she goes down to the hardy har har hut. Um, and, and sees... Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer pressing herself up against her husband. Well, it's like at first, yeah, it's that. And then she sees them. There's hesitation. There's a pause. And then she grabs him over herself. And starts making sex noises. (laughs) Yeah. And then she's just like, Edna is just so distraught. And Tracy was like, you know this is bullshit, right? Like, you know this is not real. Like, you would never do that. Like, this isn't real. And then uh, Edna's like, you cannot be on that show anymore. This is over. This is done. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so then we see, we see that later in the night, this like Tracy is so good. It is very good, Campbell. Um, we see that Tracy goes downstairs uh, and into the shop, and to see her father who is sleeping in the shop itself uh, on a pile of whoopee cushions and a blanket. Yeah, he gets up, farts, and she's like, "Dad," <laughs> and he's just like, Again, "No, no, no." Very, <laughs> a very understandable, relatable, very yeah. child parent interaction. They like really Loved nailed it. it. This film, yeah. Um, and he's like, "No, no, no, no." That's all, all I got for a makeshift <laughs> bed. But then as he's getting up, there's another fart sound. He's like, okay, that one was me. Um, yeah. Which is such a dad thing. But And then this is the part I really like. Same. And this is this is the scene where, like, I really... My favorite serious quote is from this scene. But basically, it's... Yeah, like, them talking and her talking about, one, how this march is, like, so important to her. But also, like, hey, um, you know that you need to talk to mom. Like, you know that... This need, like you need to fix this because I mean nothing happened obviously you know what I mean, um, but my but my favorite like serious quote from the scene, she says um, I've been living in a bubble thinking fairness is just going to happen, um, and something else and like people like me need to get up and fight for it and that yes, is I, I wrote 100% down that hundred percent true, like that is how change happens. It's not up to the press to make change ha- change happen. No. The 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 strict environment and like roles that there are in that situation you can't yeah like it, that's it's the not, whole thing that's the whole point of being oppressed that like, it's not within your power to change your status of being oppressed and it takes more than you yeah it takes action and it takes outcry and it takes people calling attention that's a good video game outcry okay um <laughs> <laughs> and it takes it takes people some of the people that are part of the oppressing group to say like hey this is wrong and we need to do something about it yeah yeah i really like this scene um because it wasn't just like tracy like how we saw before with um seaweed um it's just like yeah why can't we dance together like she is confronting her environment how she grew up in um, her privileges in mm-hmm. this and then moving beyond that. Yes. And, and it's in a helpful way. Yes. And this is her really, like you said, like really confronting the situation and the society, the state of society and understanding like, 
I and her can't, role in it all. And her role in it all, and, and the privilege that she has in the situation, um, and like saying, I want to take action because I believe that this is wrong, and I believe that something should be done about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and so then she's like, oh, dad, like, you need to go talk to mom, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, she changed the locks. I'm like, how did she change the locks that fast? But anyway, so then she gives him a key, and he goes up to talk to Edna, and we get into what I think is, like, the cutest song of the movie, You're Timeless to Me. Which is really interesting, because this has, this song is, uh, means differently than other versions. Interesting. Okay. Because this kind of, like, subplot of Velma trying to ruin their marriage is new to this film. So instead of, uh, as like, this song is, like, an apology to Edna in other versions, it's more so just kind of, like, in, like, a tongue-in-cheek way. Um, oh, okay. A phrase strictly from Wikipedia. Um, of just showing their love for each other. They do legitimately love each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and also and... he's really bad at complimenting her. In this <laughs> he's so, but it's like in the you're like an old way. cheese. You're like a fatal disease. At one point, he was like, you know, you're big and fat. <laughs> no, he says but she's fat and old. You're you're, you're fat but and boring. Old. You are not. <laughs> but you're not boring. So that's <laughs> all. That's bad. That's. But she's just like, oh, but it's cute. <laughs> and then they fuck outside. <laughs> like other people are awake. It's I'm sure Tracy's not asleep. <laughs> they they could have been quiet. You don't know. They don't seem like the types. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, so then we go to the protest. Tracy, oh. like, uh, Edna wakes Tracy oh, up in yeah. the morning and be like, hey, everything's fine. Everything's now. fine. She snuck out. And we see, yeah, there's pillows there. She snuck out. And we go to the protest and we see that she's, like, making her way through the crowd trying to find... Um, I literally keep thinking of her as Mama Morton, trying to find Motorhead or Motormouth Mabel. Uh, I think it's because both of them are M alliterations. Um, and we, yeah, so she meets up with Queen Latifah and she's just like, okay, you know, like I want you to know before you go into this, before you actually do this, that this will affect your career and like what you're trying to do and everything like that. Like you probably won't really be able to like dance on tv or perform on tv again because people suck you know this is going to follow you if you do this i just want you to be aware and she's just like yeah i know that but this is still the right thing to do and it matters to me and i care about you another difference between the broadway production and this um from so this song was sung after the protest because tracy is arrested and goes to jail oh okay there's an entire song i think it's called the big dollhouse or something like that yeah but then afterwards is when um she like gets into this song okay okay i think um so then we get into the song i know where i've been and this song i like kind of forgot about and i don't know how it's amazing yeah um This song is really the only song in the movie that's, like, not at all, like, comedic or jokey or anything like that. And it shouldn't be. Yeah, it it can't be. Um, And I I really love this song because it really allows Queen Latifah to show that she truly does have a beautiful voice. Like, a lot of her singing roles, and even her early singing role in Big Blonde and Beautiful, a lot of times they're very, like, again, like that big and brassy type of voice, or they're just, like, straight up rapping. But this one is, it is a purely just singing, like, 
vocal singing role. I don't. I, that's. I don't think that makes sense the way Listeners, I said it. But you know what I mean. At this point, you need to pause our podcast. And another example of this, you need to listen to the duets between Queen Latifah and Tony Bennett. The Ooh. song, Who Can I Turn To, parentheses, When Nobody Needs Me, is another example of this. Oh, that sounds great. Because also, I always love that song. That song is so good. And it's just Queen Latifah. So, yeah. And, and this, song, this song is so soft and mellow and soulful and it to me a lot of this song like it actually really reminds me of the black national anthem um lift every voice and sing because it it talks a lot about it talks about a lot about the same concept of like you know this is where we've been and this is how far we've come and we're you know just trying to make it and, and we recognize the progress we've made and we're happy of where we are because we know where we've been. Um, and, and this song is so, it it is the perfect song. The way it's written is so perfect for this scene because I feel like it actually really does in a movie that's meant to be basically a rom-com. It so well captures the, the way the African-American community like felt at this time and what they were striving towards. And I think the way the scene is done is just so absolutely beautiful, especially the singular tear at the end of the song when it's like the close up of her face and you can see just like literally a single tear coming from her eye. And I'm just like, Oh, the acting theater. I love it. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. So the song ends um, and we said they're like marching and doing these chants and stuff. And they come across a police like blockade um, and they're kind of just talking. just like, Hey, please let us on our way. We are lawful citizens. We have done nothing wrong. Um, and of course the cops are being assholes cause it's 1962. Um, and also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then one of the cops like turns around and Tracy's like, Hey, she was Ted talking Lutzik. to you. Oh, do you want to talk about him? Suit. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so then for some reason, I, I just thought Nikki Blonsky instead of Tracy. Um, but yeah. They're so they, one and the same, <laughs> he turns around and she's like, Hey, she was talking to you. And she's kind of like hits him lightly on the back of the head. Like eh, this is like a little smack on the back of the head with her poster sign. Um, he's just like, you just assaulted a, a police officer. And she's like, what are you talking what? about, dude? <laughs> like, she's just yeah. like, are you serious right now? Also, she's a child. She's literally a child. Um, yeah. Um, and so then it becomes this whole thing. And he's just like, we're just going to bring them all in. We're going to arrest all of them. And so then she manages to get away. And we see her running away at the back of, like out of the back of the crowd. Um, and... Also, at this point, like, Edna found her and then accidentally protests with them. Oh, yeah. And then, like, when she, like, they start coming up to Tracy, she, like, Blocks. busts in front of them. Yeah, and she's, she's like, absolutely like, not. Oh, you thought? <laughs> you thought you were going to get my daughter? Okay. Um, yeah. Linebacker. And so then, so then we see, um... We see Edna come home and she's like, oh, you know, I don't know where she is. I'm really worried about her, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we hear, like, Wilbur say, like, oh, he bailed out 
at least 20 of them. He bailed out a whole bunch of them. Oh, man. With this <laughs> is the part. I'm like, she was. he was like, yeah, we're going to have to just be eating beans for a while. Because he was like, yeah, I wasn't right. So I bailed out as many people as I As many as I, as I could. physically could. And it's just like, and you can tell, like, this is a family that, like, they're making it. Like, they're doing okay. But they're certainly not well off. You yeah. know? And every, like, every cent counts. And he was Those just, and so much great. like Tracy, he's just like, this is the right, like, objectively, this is the right thing to do. And so I'm yeah, going so to we're do doing it. it. Yeah. yeah, and it's that it's that simple, you know. Yeah. Um, so this was I, I love was, this family so fucking much. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> about Wilbur, this is what I was referencing. Yeah, that right makes there. sense. That makes sense. Um, and so then we see they're like watching the news or whatever, and uh, the newscaster. Um, so I love how this continuously gets escalated. So the newscaster's news. like, "Oh yeah, um, he viciously she viciously attacked a sergeant with a blunt instrument and." And it's just like, what are you talking about, my dude? Like, that is not I what mean, happened. Those, word, those words are correct. It is technically correct. <laughs> the best kind. Except correct. for viciously. But in this instance, yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say viciously connotes a certain concept that was not... I really like that word. Uh, thank you. I tried. Were you, were you proud of yourself for saying <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, like, I could tell. Like, I, like, got that energy off of you. <laughs> Electronically through the Zoom. Huh. Um, I love I love us. I love our relationship so much. Anyway, um Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um so then so then we see Tracy um we cut over to Penny's household um and we see her mom Prudy um <laughs> love her name we see her mom i was like lecturing her like oh like this is why you know i wouldn't let you hang out with that little girl like blah 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 um and then (laughs) um we see that we see tracy through the window just like hey help me i'm running away from the police yeah and penny just like oh mom you right gotta go um she basically like sneaks her in sneaks her into there and then allison jane is like don't forget to pray for her and then she has this little (laughs) smirk on her face that's just like She's glad people are suffering. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then we see Penny um, sneaks her into their... <laughs> yeah, if, if you followed her, you'd be in prison fighting whores for cigarettes is what is the <laughs> line of this what movie. She says. Wild. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, and then we see that Penny sneaks her into their, like, nuclear bomb shelter. In their bunker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which means 1960s kind of makes sense. Um... And yeah, and so then, but then her mom, like, finds them and she's like, uh, no. Cut, like, stopping this. Cutting Already called whatever. the police. Already called the police. Come with me, get the jump rope. Yeah, and she's like, oh, like, not the jump rope, mom. And she's just like, oh, like, the jump will be the least of your worries when your father gets out of prison. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, so what kind of fucking pious bullshit <laughs> soapbox hypocrisy like the, it's, are you it's, under, Prudy? Yeah, and so then, I don't remember... What we saw? So oh yes, yeah, so her mom tied up. Her mom tied literally ties her up in her bedroom, and it's just it's like, like you would le- never leaving this bedroom. Oh you no! Have... But before that, so we see, um, we see there's another news report that we see that c- cites or uh, reports the story as um, Tracy bludgeoned the sergeant and decorated Korean War vet. Um, something Morris with a crowbar and shattered his jaw, and he is now yeah. in critical condition. That is now yeah, the and then the mom's story. like, "Oh, this this sucks, this is bullshit." And then links at the door. It's like, yeah. is Tracy okay? And he's I just like, "I she... can't believe she bludgeoned him." <laughs> and, <laughs> and Eagle Scout. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we cut back to Penny's house, 
Um, and this is when we see that her mom has like tied her up and she's like, oh, you'll live on a diet of saltines and tang. And then she's like, she's like, honestly, devil child, devil child. And she's you like throwing I mean? like holy water at her. Um, yeah. And then puts on a record of prayer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she was wild through the window who appears seaweed seaweed, seaweed, seaweed himself in, in the flesh and you can tell that seaweed and penny are into this situation if you know a that. little bit yeah <laughs> hashtag rope bunnies um yeah and then we get into the song without love and yes. this is the creepiest part of the movie how Link is just dancing around. Oh, and like okay. Yeah, we had the same thought. Giant, I was just like, wait, which part specifically? Um, uh, oh, no, no. A lot of parts. This is the worst song in the movie. Um, okay. But, like, I think it was just weird how, one, a really fun bit they did was when he was singing to the picture of Tracy and be like, you know, I love you. And it was very classic, like, school senior photo <laughs> picture. And she was just singing in that pose that entire time. That's hilarious. I loved that. That was so That's great. That's so funny. But then he's just, like, kind of, like, squirming on her bed. And, like, oh, he's really creepy thing. in this. He's really That's creepy in this song. so creepy. And there's, like, a half-eaten candy bar under the pillow, and he eats it? He just eats it. It's This is a That's really weird. weird song. I, don't, I, I feel like the song itself Link? is, like, kind of okay. I think the scene is weird. This scene is weird. Okay, yeah. yes. And then, okay, so that's his, like, Because I literally wrote thoughts. down, I, I wrote down, like, another bop that's low-key problematic. Because this is yeah. also uh, when... <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, so when uh, the examples I'm given glad that we said the exact are, same. <laughs> like, so many times I'm like, I don't think you could say that. Or, like, if you can say that, why would you? Why okay, would you so, want to ever in your life? <laughs> so, this is one of the, like, few songs that Penny sings in. So, Penny and Seaweed are singing to each other and be like, this is what you are to me and me to you. This is, like, without love, this is what life's like. Like, at one point, Tracy sings, like, my mom... Like on a diet, that's like life without love. Yeah, because well, like, but, like it some of the other examples, it starts are, like, off very really... normal. So it starts off yes. like without love, life is like the seasons with no summer, rock and roll without a drummer. It's like yeah, I'm behind this, I get it. But mm. then it also, get... question for you: When he pulled out the switchblade, were you turned on, <laughs> or was that just me? <laughs> what no? He was like, he was like, oh, I got this. Pulls out a knife, and I was just like, I was. Was it just me that was into that? Or yes, were you not? No. No. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> anyway, but then it gets into... Um, Embarrassing. <laughs> um, so it, we, we hear one... Yeah, lay it on me. Wait, where was it? Oh, in my ivory tower, life was just mm -hmm. a hostess snack. But now I've tasted chocolate and I'm never going back. Which is not even the most problematic line of hers. No, because... no, no. That was honestly one of the least. And, and then like, even later... that point is like, I see what you're saying. You did not have to say it that way. Nope. Um. Because uh, then later she says, because uh, he says, uh, "Girl, if I can't touch you, then I'm going to lose control." And she responds, "Seaweed, you're my black white knight. I found my blue eyed soul." I don't even know what that means, <laughs> and I'm upset to find out. <laughs> yes, but it's it's it's. It's not right. That's just not right. I don't... I don't like it. Also, we see... Um, I literally almost said Chip. Uh, we also see Link make out with Tracy's picture. Um, while making... It's weird. No it's attempts weird. to actually find her or, you know... And, like, and like, it does seem like he does have a girlfriend. Yes. Like, he just went off with Tracy, but didn't mean he, like, broke up with Amber. He never... Um, I don't think at any point that we see in the movie he physically breaks up with Amber. He just establishes that he's now with Tracy. 
Yeah. But he, he never actually breaks up with her. That's bad. And yes, it is very bad. If you are unhappy in a relationship, end it or talk to your partner about it. But don't just like leave. <laughs> don't just like cheat on them. Key. Like communication is key. Yes. And then eventually they get to the record store and they're like, you know, dancing and singing with each other, being super loud. And then like Mabel and Inez are like, come out and be like, what the fuck what is that? Like, we're sleeping. Yeah. And, What's and, wrong with you? And then, this and then is... like, yeah, Mabel's just like, oh, it took you... you this long to like try to like hide her here. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Like, she's done so much for us. She's like friends with us. Like she's a friend of the family at this point. Like, why are you just now trying to help and do something about the situation? Um, yeah. Um, and so then they make the decision like, okay, we're going to basically crash the Miss Hairspray competition. That's tomorrow, you know? Um, but we're going to have to like sneak in because, uh, she's banned because she's, you know, being, she's wanted. No, she's by a the fugitive police. of the law. Yeah, she's, she's on the lamb. Cheers. Cheers. So do, 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 now do, we go to I, the Miss uh, Hairspray competition. Uh, and, okay, so here's my thing. So when they when they first uh, are like opening up and it's the girls like singing or whatever, I know that they said he's corny, but it sounded like they said he's, he's horny. horny. And I had to literally rewind just be like, wait, what? <laughs> um, and we get to the song, It's Hairspray. Um, basically, this is Corny's character um, introducing the competition, like the pageant or whatever. Um, hosted by what it was called like Ultra something, Ultra Sharp, Ultra Clark, Ultra something. No, keep going. You're on <laughs> to it. So it starts with a C. Right? I don't know. Ultra something hairspray. Um, no, you, a, no, get there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Figure it out. Sound it out. Workshop it. I'm just going to Google it. Ultra Clutch. That's what yeah, it I is. I, knew it I hate you so much. Yeah, so. Um, while they're doing this intro, it cuts over to Penny's mom, who's watching, Prudy, and I literally, okay, so she, she's reading presumably her religious text, Mm -hmm. um, and presumably she's reading a scripture, and she starts off, um, and preserve our family through our father, and I immediately was just like, oh, I, I don't remember that. Like, I don't know the entire Bible. I was like, oh, I'm trying to think of like what scripture that is. Like, whatever. And then she continues, let us make our father drink wine and let us lie with him. And I literally did a double take. And my jaw, I was just, I was, I were rounded like three times. You were gobsmacked. I was just like, what the fuck did she just say? (laughs) Yep. 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 Um, And then the movie just moves on. It just continues going. Yeah. So, um, like, during this, like, during all this, like, the song they're singing is called Hairspray. It's Hairspray. Like, yeah. it, it's Hairspray. Um, and then they were, this, we see Velma's on, like, the radio with the police expecting Tracy to come. Yeah. It's like, yeah, she's not going to come. Um, she's uh, not, they, like, the like, police are like, she's not going to risk incarceration for a pageant. And Velma's like, I... I um, risk communicable diseases. She'll certainly yeah. risk jail. And it's just like, okay, yeah. but that was your prerogative. <laughs> um, and then, like, one of the lyrics from this that, um, I know they're talking about, like, hairspray and hair Oh, I, yeah, we're thinking of the same line. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah, and then where, like, Courtney Collins is like, yeah, you can use a stiff one. I was like, these are children you're talking As, to. As, um, Amber is in a bent-over pose, basically And in then front he of hits her in the face afterwards? Uh-huh. <laughs> Corny, you are not 
you cancel. Um, they were okay, Campbell. At this point in time, they were conquering racism. Sexism had yet to be had yet to what be dealt about, with. But what about child abuse? Oh, that's still yet to be addressed. <laughs> I, I feel like you can address multiple things at the same oh, time. Oh, agreed. Raven. Agreed. Well, that's not how you phrased it. So you're like, it's okay. She was beaten. Oh, no. I'm just war- talking about racism. It's fine. <laughs> is what you said to me and to our dear, dear listeners. Anyway. Um, yeah. So he Punches basically says that he wants to fuck her. Um, very problematic. She's a 16 year old child. I wrote down, you just hit a child. And then we do see Velma is like changing the vote. So Amber wins. Mm-hmm. Which no um, one was surprised by. Um, and then we see, like, Tracy is coming up to the building, and the police are like, we got her, we got her. Obviously, this is Christopher Walken, once they see <laughs> his face. This yeah, is this how. is not a teenage girl. You're yeah. incompetent, and this is why you need to be defunded. Yes. Anywho. So, um, <laughs> so we see... Um, <laughs> I didn't say nothing. Um, so then we see that she is, like, um, someone calls While over they're the distracted. radio. Yeah. yeah, someone calls on the radio, like, oh, we got her. And she's like, oh, everyone go out. Like, all of you go get her, blah, blah, blah. And so then Idiot. they all go out and they put chairs um, over, like, the bars for the doors so that they can't, like, open them back up. Also, solid. Yeah. Solid plan. Um, but and also not solid like... plan that I'll talk about for reasons I'll oh, talk yeah, about. Oh, no, yeah, there's, like, a lot of problems with this plan. There's but, a lot like, of issues with this Context of the... Of what um, we've seen so far. Of what we've seen so far in the mental capacity of the characters at play. Mm-hmm. Solid plan. Yeah, and so then... And they're um, like... She... Oh, yeah, then when they call when they call Christopher Walken over, they're like, hurry up here. He doesn't hurry. He takes his damn sweet <laughs> He makes time. no attempt to hurry. He ta- As he, he does a number in between. <laughs> <laughs> it's no so one's looking at you. Just go. Just run. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. They're going to lock it immediately after. Um, yeah, and so then they're just like, oh, it's not her, and then Velma's just like, oh, well, like, maybe, basically she just hints at their plan, that like, oh, they got you outside and, like, locked you all out, and they tried to get back in, doors locked. So then- So they use a heavy battering ram hairspray can to break in. Yes, which, like, one, why does a hairspray battering ram exist in the first? Like, why did they need that? No, no, it was just, I think for them, it was like, oh, this is a prop we can use. But but when you see it in. later, it looks different than the other hairspray cans that they yeah, have as does. props, and it is a battering ram. Well, well, no, no, they were different sizes of them that we did see before. That's true. That, that's, like, true. That's, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and so then, so they break they, in, and, and they like get to like the the finale, and um, crisscross is like it is my not my pleasure to it say is my obligation <laughs> to announce the winner to announce, and then Tracy and, like. Yeah, Vel- Velma is just like, they, they tell Velma, it was like, yeah, the battering ram, the hairspray battering ram we used, idiots. Yeah. And she was like, what are you talking about? Those things are hollow. You carried her in here? Yes. Which and... is, how much would that hurt? Um, Probably a if lot. You, but... If you were used as a battering ram. <laughs> here's, here's my thing. So their plan, the, good, the quote unquote good guys in the scene, yep. their yep. plan, their I'm plan so was to cause a diversion. Which would then get all of the officers outside. Instead of then, using that diversion to just sneak her in? To just sneak her in, um, they would lock them out so that they are forced to batter on the doors, which they just happen to have the hairspray battering ram nearby that they can use, and then get the, get Tracy in through the battering ram. And it's like one... And then they run off, and then she has to... Also, <laughs> these hairspray props 
should not be built already for a compartment for something to be inside. No. They had to modify that. They had to modify it to get her in. It's like, it's like what, it's you could have snuck her in during the diversion? You nope. could... Like, like you could have just legitimately just locked them out, and then she could have come in at any time. Like I just, nope. there were just so nope. many. No, Raven, no. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, wait. So your it's plan was for pleasing. her to get in through the battering ram? Like I was just so confused. <laughs> it didn't make any idea. sense. It worked. It it somehow worked because so okay. many things could have gone wrong. But anyway, it somehow. Okay, so worked. then we see like a uh, descending. The dissension of the horns, um, as it were. Um, the dissension of, like, a hairspray rocket ship comes down. And Wild. they're like, the winner is, uh, they, like, say something about Amber. And he's like, and she's like, not so fast. And she he's like, Tracy Tarnblad. And she doesn't have her signature hairdo anymore. No, she does not. She has a nice, like, straight iron, like, flat iron look mm-hmm. that I love because. Of the blonde streaks. Like the in the bangs. Yes, that too. But also specifically because earlier when she was in Penny's bunker, um, Penny was just like, "Oh, your beehive is deflating," and she was like, "Oh, that's fine. It's just a symbol of my conformity to the man, anyway." And now her hair, she has no beehive, and it's she's all so straight, ca- and she's just all she's about so herself. Culture. She's so cool. yes, and she's just establishing herself. She's just like, "Fuck the man. I'm gonna do what I want." You know, and which then we get into the song, which honestly may be the catchiest song, the most earworm yes. of a song. You can't stop the beat. Oh which, my god! Like she comes down with the help of her friends, and then she just like you know straight up verbally attacks Amber. One hundred percent. You can't stop all of this business because and this song it's is basically since the dawn of man. If you hear the beat, women just want to shimmy and dance where You're they can, dance. and they should be able to. And I'm gonna shake and shimmy it with all my might today. You can't stop the beat. It's um, such a good song. It's, it's so such a good. good song. It's so good. Um, I love it so much. But like, also, what a hilarious lyric and like, which one <laughs> bit for the song? Just like the entire theme of it. That's fair. The chorus. Um, but yeah. And so, like Amber, like she's like you know like giving the business to Amber, and then she's like dancing herself. Like this is her like audition. Mm-hmm. And we also have, I mean, like we do have like the agents studio yeah the agents are there to like sign people that they like or whatever fun fact is it the woman ricky lake is one of the the woman is ricky lake who played tracy turnblad and oh the 1988 film didn't know that yeah she was the original tracy and she was one of the agents that's really cool that they incorporated her like that there was like okay so the other agents were adam shankman who was a choreographer, director, mm-hmm. Mark Shaman, um, who was like a co-lyricist, also writer for the film. Um, and same with Scott Whitman. Those were the yes. four talent agents. But most importantly, Ricky Lake, which is yeah. just so fun that they like got these people to do it. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, then you see Link that Link comes in, out yeah, and starts singing and, and dancing, they, like, with, dancing with each other. I was like, Link, you should have danced like this all along. And like, uh, have we talked about, like, in depth, really, the effort and the amount of talent of Tracy dancing in this? Like, she, she's we've she hinted at it. We know. Yeah. Oh, she be yeah. Schmoovin'. Oh, like her again. She carries the show. Like that is her job as this role, yeah. you know. And yeah, like all of her dancing is a part of that. Like you have to be on it and about it, you know. 
Yeah. And then at one point they're like dancing and stuff. And then Link brings up Inez yeah. to dance, which is great. I was like, okay, you redeemed yourself. Like, yes. There's a lot. There's, there's a, lot a lot of weird things that you need here. to go. You need <laughs> to do and things to go. But like, this is a great You're on the road. step. Yeah. And then again, she proves that she's a better dancer than everyone. And there. that she's so freaking amazing. And everyone and should people her. are so into it. Like As they should be. Her. You start seeing people write down her name like on those cards. Yeah. And then you get into Penny being so horny. Oh my god. <laughs> it's palpable. Literally. And we get into her and Seaweed's verse. Um, Would you like to talk about it? I don't know if I knew. <laughs> the only <laughs> the only thing that gets me is like uh, when she says, "And if they try to stop a seaweed, I'll call the NAACP." The no, they both sing that together. <laughs> they do sing it together. They're like, "We'll call the NAACP." And it's just like, uh, I mean, good thought, cool, 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 but like, also what? <laughs> um, and so then delicious. we see it's magically delicious. We see that so they announce the winner, and it's Inez. No, no, no. There's a lot that happens. I mean, there's a lot, then. but it's like. It Let's talk about it. It's like okay. major plot points. Oh, we so, must be thinking of different things then. Okay, continue. Okay, I think a major plot point is the first, like, uh, probably one of the first interracial kisses on television. Oh, they do kiss on television. Yeah, I was, I was incorporating just that. like, strokes out. <laughs> and then we get to, 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 Amber gets trapped on the thing and, like, tries to, like, escape. And she just, like, falls many feet and should have her legs broken. Oh, yeah, um, and then she just gets back up. And it's just like, you're, like, hurt. Yeah, I think those things were important. And then they are like, oh, okay. okay. And then at that point, they are like, Miss Hairspray is, Miss Teenage Hairspray, or whatever it's called, yeah. is, bum, 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 bum. Inez. Thank God. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yes. And then, what's-her-face, uh, Velma's, like, freaking out. And she's like, absolutely not. She wasn't even a candidate. And then James Morrison is just like, well, anyone who dances for it is eligible. Article 2, Paragraph 5, Section C, little asterisk down at the bottom. So, fuck yeah. off. And then, <laughs> um, the camera is at Amber and her mom. And she was like, I but like I cheated. But it was the cameraman and who that she yelled at earlier in the film. And Edna... And Wilbur, and yes. Like, oh, so sorry. Oh, for now you, your huh? secrets out. Now all your business is out. And she's. This is the. I think she is in. It's. This is the point. She's in. Um, sparkles, not sequins. Yes. Yes. I think we got it reversed before. Um. So then, um, Wilbur's like, show him what you got. I know you can dance. Yeah, because like, they announced like, oh, it's like Danny anyone Zuko. can dance now. We like anyone's welcome. Yeah. Like, this is... Because all he wants to do is dance. All he wants to do is dance. And so then we get into Edna's verse. Which is also, like... (laughs) Hilarious. Hilarious. Just, like, knife and fork. You can't stop my knife and fork when I see a Christmas ham. (laughs) I mean, like, you do you. If this is, like, what you want is what you want. But also she says, you can't stop my happiness because I like the way I am. And I'm just like, yes, good for you, Edna. Yeah. This is Edna's self-confidence. Yes. Um, and and so she's like, see... shimmy, like her, what she's wearing is made to shimmy. 100%. It's like, it's like one of those, yeah, it has like the, the glitter like fringe that she's like, you're supposed to shake and shimmy in it. And it's yeah. beautiful on her. And she does both um, successfully. Yes. Um, and then you see like a lot of the dancers and a lot of the, um, like the black characters, like also like joining in, like running on the stage, like dancing and stuff yep. like that. Um, and, and then, then like, yeah. And Bell then, was just like so distraught, and Amber was like, "Okay, like I lost. It's fine. It's fine. It it's whatever. Yeah." 
It's like, let's just move on with it. It's fine, right? And then she's just like, no, I want to be racist. Absolutely not, yeah. Um, and so Which they... I did like about Amber. So, like, it does show that she wasn't necessarily like, I hate these people for these people. It was just like, okay, no, this is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was, it was all influenced by her mother. Yeah. Yeah. Which is honestly how that stuff goes, you know? Um, and so then... And how then do see... you know? He loves you. He loves you. <laughs> I was just listening James to that song the other day. Yeah, um, James Marsden crisscross himself. And so then we see that Corny goes and grabs uh, Mabel. And he's just like, this is your time. Like, you should be up here. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he grabs her and brings her up to the mic. Um, and then we Which get is, into... Okay, can we talk about that? Like, there's one being like, hey, there should be more representation in this thing. Mm-hmm. But also, like, to not detriment to himself. But, like, he's actively he's taking himself out of the spotlight and saying like you deserve the spotlight right now yes. like i should not be in the spotlight right now it should and that's be what an ally is yes and yeah. then we get into the best verse which the is best queen verse. latifah's verse yes and i love how it also incorporate like lyrically it incorporated some elements from the other verses as well yes but also i also like how it incorporated like different like musical themes as well it was very yes more, especially it was it was a change. very unique lyric like unique verse with the key change it became more gospel like yes and it was but like so seamlessly perfect. it wasn't like it didn't feel like a sh- like it didn't f- it wasn't like okay so now we have this character now so they're going to sing gospel like yeah she no was singing it, it felt both, natural but just like the ascension of the notes <laughs> just it just fit yeah and then we and then see- during this time we also see amber yeah, but she is, also says, like, wrap this mother up is Queen Latifah. Oh, and yeah. then Amber is like... Amber is eyeing some, uh... She, she wants some BBC. You said that. <laughs> you have to live with that, Raven. <laughs> All I'm saying is, she was eyeing one of those dancers. Anywho, and then we see Link and Tracy kiss. Mm-hmm. And then we pretty much get to the credits. Yes. With, in with the credits... the song come so far got so far to go which is such a good song because it's very much like every year we get stronger we're like making so much progress but like we can't stop now there's like definitely like we recognize there's so much further that like we need to take this yeah but like it's still like appreciating what we've moved so far absolutely and to me this song is very much the fact that like it's very it's um, very much recognizing maybell um tracy seaweed um, and seaweed link. and link but yeah so to me like this song is specifically the view from the 2000s looking back on 1962 like a lot of these other songs have been nods to the fact like yes we're in the future now like blah blah there are things we know that we didn't know back then but it's still in the context of 1962 where to me like this song is specifically like or at least it's more so being in 2007, looking back on this time, thinking like, yes, we've made so much progress. Like, integration hasn't even been a question in for decades, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we've made so much progress since this time, but we're not done yet. There's still so much more that needs to be done and so much work that needs to be done. Um, and we're still on the journey. That doesn't mean we're not doing well. That doesn't mean we haven't made progress. It just means, like, we're not done yet. You know, there's yeah. still more to do. Yeah. And then the song after this, Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now, mm-hmm. which is such a cool song. Because, okay, so this song was in um, the, like, original Broadway show. And it was basically um, Penny 
Tracy and Penny speaking to their moms and be like, I'm not a little girl anymore. Penny, Tracy, and Penny? Penny, Amber, and Tracy. Okay. Would just be like, I'm going to do what I want. I mean, like, but like the producers of this film didn't want to have like, kind of like, what's it called? Like three things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Whatever, like, kind of like three, like, panels at once. That was going to be a lot. And they yeah. didn't know when they were going to be able to incorporate that with the story they wanted to tell. So, in the credits, they have the song. Um, but it's sung by um, the Ricky Lake, who was mm-hmm. the original Tracy in the 1988 film. The original Broadway Tracy, Marissa Jarrett Win- Winokur, And then Nikki Blonsky. Yeah. So it's like three Tracys singing about, like, Mama, I'm a big girl now. They're like, give it a rest. They're like, yeah, I used to play with Barbies as a kid, but I don't need to use those to figure things out. Like, if I get a hickey, don't have a cow. I was like, yeah, I twist and shout now, but I learned it from you because you shout at me all the time and you're twisted. Like, those are the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, it's very much, it's just so cool, like, in the credits that they had these generations of Tracy all singing together yeah and they're yeah. also like really good singers so like, oh yeah that's so usually like credit songs people don't really listen to that they leave the theater or whatever listen to these songs and then we get into the song cooties which was a part of the original broadway production that song mm-hmm. it was sung by amber the character but it's um here it's sung by amy allen kind of how they like do in like musicals or musical movies they have like Music artists cover musical yeah. songs. It's in the same kind of rain, like vein. Yeah, like a pop cover. So, because Amy Allen, she's very much like punk, ska like music, but mm-hmm. to the song Cooties, um, which is just like, uh, like lyrics are like circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you got your cootie shot. Oh my this. gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So then we're at the end of the credits and we're at the end of the film and. Now we're in the 60s. <laughs> Whoa, oh, 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 oh. And this, this movie to me is so iconic. And that's something that, that's the main thing I was thinking of the entire time I, wa- I was watching it. Like, are there like a couple of spots where it's like, mm, okay, don't like those lyrics or like, mm, that's a little problematic. Sure. But like, this movie is so iconic in the way it really looks back on that time and portrays the story because it manages to balance actual comedy um and and light-hearted moments with timing with it is so impressive yes like it manages to balance that with the like the the surrealness and like the the nurturing aspect of like really wanting to mentoring people and like a lot of the drama going on with the racial tensions and the civil rights movement and everything that was happening in that time and how important it was to the characters and I, and I love the fact that they really showed the tension even amongst like the white community at that time of like there were a lot of people who actively supported the civil rights movement and and wanted to help and was like actively advancing like marches and organizing protests and stuff like that but then there were obviously people that were fighting against it and I, I actually really liked the fact that at the end of it, all of the people, like some of the characters that had been um, very racist throughout the film, like 
they haven't changed their minds because that's not how people work like I kind of don't like it in a lot of movies where they want to have like a happy ending so the characters that are like antagonists or whatever they're just like oh everything's fine now like I like sure like that's whatever you know but it's like no that's not how people work and like at the end of the movie like um Velma is still racist the producer of the show is still racist that's not they didn't change their minds just because of this beautiful musical number you know but they still made history and they still um affected change and affected their lives and the lives of so many others and that's the thing that matters and I really like just the way this movie has managed to display kind of that process and and what that looks like and I think it's just it's honestly just an iconic film that I think deserves more recognition than it gets, even though it did get a ton of recognition. But. Yeah. Okay. I agree. That's <laughs> my commentary and response to that in an analytical sort of conversation that we have in these podcasts, Raven. Thank you, Campbell. Um, Raven, at this point, would you like to tell us more about the composition, mayhaps? Yes, I would, because Weird. it's fantastic i hate you so um the music for this movie was done by mark shapman and scott whitman who also did the music for the broadway production and some of it they had to adapt but a lot of it um they kind of brought over so scott whitman he's a director lyricist and writer for like broadway concerts tv um, he's directed a lot of concerts for a bunch of different artists, including Bette Midler, um, Raquel Ooh. Welch, Christine Whoa. Ebersole, and Patti Lapone. And that's among okay. others. Okay, and just talking <laughs> about the last two specifically, that's amazing. Yes, it, yes. Um, I love Patti Lapone so much. And Christine Ebersole. So, Their voices oh are so different from one another, but like... But they work so well together. And multiple ways they're just like there's oh my gosh just women beautiful. with talent just yeah. like oh my gosh um yeah and so he so he and mark uh actually collaborated quite a bit um oh. so they also worked on charlie and the chocolate factory the musical together um bombshell the the film about uh I'm familiar. marilyn monroe yeah um and they also did mary poppins returns together which i know you love campbell have you seen mary poppins returns i have not yet don't watch it until we do it on this podcast okay i'm fine with that so um a needle pulling thread (laughs) um yeah so they so they also work together on both the broadway version and the film version of hairspray then mark shaman himself is very impressive person um so he is also a composer and lyricist for films tv and theater um so he started out as a like theater and cabaret sort of musical director um yeah so he worked he worked at snl as a an arranger and ended up becoming a vocal arranger for bet midler um and he eventually which became, is like within itself amazing. should be the only line on your resume <laughs> and you'll get whatever job you want um, and he eventually became a musical director and he was co-producer of Wind Beneath My Wings and From a Distance. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> um, so he also was like really big into, uh, well, I don't know if really big is the word, but he was a bit of an activist. Um, so he actually protested the passage of Prop 8 in California. Very good thing good. to do. Um, and he actually Would you like wrote... to explain to our listeners what that is? Yes, so Prop 8 or Proposition 8 was an amendment uh, basically to, I think it was like just the California like state constitution, basically allowing the outlaw of same-sex marriages, which is 
ridiculous in this day and age and just i i don't know i don't i don't know if i believe i should have the right to be married <laughs> well okay well you're not a person so correct <laughs> you are the I'm devil another, incarnate I'm a, I, yes i it's my affliction i do like saying to people i was like oh yeah my affliction i just talk about you know me being gay it's well so campbell fun. uh being They're like, gay what affliction? i'm like my homosexuality <laughs> I do say to people, like people I barely know. That is amazing. It's so funny. It's so very old brand so for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he protested that and actually ended up writing a satirical like mini musical called Prop 8 the Musical that I very much now want to see. Um, and it, it's like apparently very short, but it has Jack Black, Neil Patrick Harris, John C. Riley, Allison Janney, Andy Richter, Maya Rudolph, Margaret Cho, and Rashida Jones. And I was like, like literally the funniest people known to man. <laughs> literally. Like, and I was like, I have to watch this. Um, and yeah, so he's worked on a ton of stuff. So he's done um, when Harry, when Harry met Sally. Any of those people separately, I'd watch it. 100%, yeah. Um, so he's done when Harry met Sally, Misery, The Addams Family, Sister Act 1 and 2. Yes. Um, so he's done Sleepless in Seattle, Adam's Family Values. Uh, oh, that's such a good movie. Yes. George of the Jungle, The Cat oh, in the Hat. Creation. The live action one? Yeah. Um, the Bucket List. Hashtag... And also, the best film on this list, B-Movie. Okay. <laughs> Raven. Like, I, like, I, like, that, like that. Half a second. I was like, I don't know if I want to be friends with you anymore. To come, because things you said were like Mary Poppins, Sister Act, Adam's you know, values, things you know, Adam, Adam family's values, like things you know are so close to my heart, and then you compare that to you like jazz, <laughs> that made me which so like weird. I understand is a bit, so it's okay, and we're continuing our oh friendship for that understanding that it is a bit, and that you don't actually believe this, but strike one. Okay, okay, so at so this now, point, then, yeah. Campbell, what are we gonna play? Because I truly don't uh, know. Yes. What? <laughs> That's so rude. Okay. Oh yeah, guess you get one guess. Then you always do that, and it's impractical. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love you so much. Um, I would assume you can't stop the beat. No. What? What is it? Good morning, Baltimore. Oh. Interesting. I would not have thought that was the one you'd pick. It's good morning, Baltimore. Hmm. Anyway, we'll be right back. Probably yelling at each other because, like, we're drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, um, burb. Oh. We were stopping. Also, <laughs> yeah, so I, I got off a lot, so it's for the best that we did. Um, I I feel like I did so well. You did really well. Thank you. I feel I like really good I, about I did it. a G sharp instead of a E, and like it just threw me the fuck off. It's okay. I played C natural too many times. It's one that you have two sharps. I know. <laughs> I'm bad okay, at the so, violin. So do you want to play the pick? Well, you need to get your cello back then, and I'll stop writing violin music for you, Raven. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, let's play the pickup to uh, 21. 21? Yeah, good morning yep. is what we're playing. And let's stop at... Let's stop at 46. 
I, yes, I was thinking, wait, uh, wait, no. Why don't we stop at 47, like the pick up to 48? Because that'll be a ba, ba, ba. Oh, no, 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 no. I was thinking, I was thinking that was the part that was like, ba, 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 ba. But that would be a series of triplets. You are correct. We should stop at the end of, we stop at the end of 45, beginning of 46. Yes. Yeah, let's stop at the end of 45. Okay. Yes. Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Let's stop. I, um, in 45, uh, we were together, but I played one note correctly in measure 45. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I think we started at measure 46. Because I read the B as a G, so I played the G, but I realized it was wrong, so I just kept playing the G and then went to the A. <laughs> Let's see. If we start at 46 and end at the key change, I think that's I think that's a good way to do it. Okay. This is rough. You're just playing like quarter this. notes and quarter triplets. That's all you're playing, Raven. But I'm bad at this. We're starting at 46, right? Yeah. 46 to the key change. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't played in a while, so I don't know. Don't okay, you ready? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Nope. Because I played I need two to extra shift. notes. What? In the quarter notes. I went. In that last measure, I played six notes in that last 4-4 four, four measure. Just letting you know. Wait, Campbell, they're all 4-4 four, four measures. Which one are you talking about? You mean the, after the key the, change? Right before the key change. <gasps> Wait, you stopped si- before the key change? Yes. Oh, we were not together then because I stopped after the key change. How far after the key change? Two notes after? <laughs> no, like measure like 70. <laughs> you were wrong. I was watching the metronome. I I think there's no way. I was watching the metronome cam. Like, I don't know. I was going at the exact same pace I've gone the entire did you song. Not, did you not play measure 16 and 61 as half note triplets? I, you, I played them as, like, that's the exact speed that I played them at. I mean, you played a little fast, but... No, um, I was watching... Bitch. Wild. I, I don't... I Do assumed... you want to just start pick up to the key change? Yeah, no, yeah, we can do that. To the end? Yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four. I messed up a lot, but I managed to get back on with you, and that's all that matters. Do you want to do it again, or are we done? No. (laughs) We are done. (laughs) This part is not going to get better with time. I'm going to stop doing this. Okay, Raven, what did you think of our playing? I You were think... really struggling with the chord note triplets and like the like the time yes. would be chord notes, but you would replace it with either half notes or eighth notes in the chord note triplet time. Because I, I don't my brain isn't ca- like I, I know that that's a way to think of it. My brain isn't really capable of thinking of that. I, I don't know what it is, but like the every time like in my entire throughout my entire musical career that is something i've struggled with and i i don't know what it is but yeah so like the beginning part the very beginning part that we first played 
I think went really well for me and I think really well for you as well. The middle part at the end of um at the end of page two, just before the key change, I think went really well. I think that middle section and then that end section for me went very poorly. I think you did great the entire time. Honestly, I didn't hear myself at all. How, but gonna, how <laughs> if I'm gonna be real real, I didn't hear myself. How did you not hear yourself? Alcohol, <laughs> Raven. Candle. <laughs> but the, the instrument is in your face. For you, it's literally in your face because it's in your mouth. See what I did there? No. <laughs> You're I, the worst. I'm just telling you. I, like, right now, right here, right now, I don't right know here, what I just played. Right now. I put the offer out. And I put I the music together out, but... and I just played it. I don't know. <laughs> You're laughing, but like, are this you is... good? I'm fine. Okay. I remember what we did in the podcast. That's more than I could say for Frozen. Correct. Because <laughs> you were uh, correct. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Um, hairspray. Final rating, Campbell. Nine out of ten. Interesting. I this really a... like this. This is a rare occurrence because I think I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Because, like, the music... Oh, no. I feel like the music's really catchy. It's infectious. It makes sense. The performances are great. Like, yeah, there's, like, a lot of lyrics. I'm like, you you, you can't say that. You shouldn't say that. Yeah, I think... Some, I think some that... of them are like, yeah, this is just what people said and how they acted. Mm-hmm. But other ones, I was like, you should know better. This is yeah, 2007. Yeah, I think this song it, or this musical is amazing to me there are some problematic parts that i'm just like oh like like visibly and viscerally cringe at um but i i think the vast majority like this musical overall i think is is legitimately iconic i know i've said that word a ton throughout this episode but i really think like this musical and the story that it portrays is iconic and is something that is really important um to be portrayed like it's a really good thing that they took the time to to write and show this story. It's um, talking about race relations without using brown face or black face. Yes, which is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that that's possible, but apparently it is. Ugh, yeah. Um, yes, this musical is great, and if you have not seen it, I highly encourage you to do so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, that's all, folks. Where can you find us, Raven? Oh my gosh, we do this every time. They're already listening, Campbell. But sometimes we have new listeners or be like, oh, I just listened the first time. Where can I like find this? It could be oh, a random fair. search. Um, and you can listen to us pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. So Podbean, Give Spotify. Give six examples. Okay. Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Uh, uh, I don't know that many podcast places. A Stitcher. Yes. And there's another one that's like Pod something. You didn't say Apple Podcast. You said iTunes on Apple Podcast. Aren't those the, basically the same thing? There's di- they're different. Okay, well, I don't consume Apple products, so I wouldn't know. But you have six. You have six fingers up, so that's, we're going to count that. Um, and if you like this, which I hope you do, um, then you should comment, like, <laughs> subscribe. Um, you can follow us if you so choose to. You should also follow our Instagram at Boozicals. Um, if you what have a request, yeah, what you, you can do email us. Uh, 
musicals at gmail.com um yeah comment like and like and our comment. instagram stuff if like you i was like oh y'all should do this on our instagram 100 we're going to do it we like, will take your requests and your suggestions so yeah okay bye bye